Welcome to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, education, and more. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also find us on all social media networks at Real Talk That Talk. And now, let's start the show. Let's go ahead and keep it moving. So one of the things that uh, you brought up was, well, we all brought up at some point was, uh, it's about the kids. It's definitely about the kids. And I don't know if anybody else saw uh the Roland Martin video but when I tell you many of people were sending it to me hey man y'all need to talk about this hey man did you see this hey man you got to talk about so many people sent it to me uh and I once I actually watched it it definitely made me made me realize yeah we we got to have a chat about this so here we go let's start from the top welcome everybody to talk that talk we have the unfiltered unscripted uncomfortable conversations about band hbcu band culture music music education and more man y'all go ahead and smash that like button and also please make sure you subscribe to the passion is network this episode will be up on all, all your podcasting networks just type in real talk that talk except for apple Podcasts, where you type in real talk that talk it'll come up for you also please make sure you check out the patreon hey as far as the Patreon is concerned, I ain't talking about y'all. I'm talking about them, them right now. Uh, are we doing it by you, yay or nay? Don't we we can talk about it. We can okay. talk about it. Sure. We'll talk about it. But but so if you hit the Patreon, Daddy, that means you get exclusive access to where we're going to be in New Orleans if we go to the Bayou. So understand what that means. That concerns me. <laughs> Don't that let it concern me. You. Don't let it concern you. I'm that telling concern, you. Because Houston was woo, a time in itself. No. New Orleans. I, exactly. We're going to have a time. I'm telling you. No, I, I mean, it's going to time. Quan going to get us right. Let's, let's just put it that way. Quan going to get us right. We, he going to make sure we, we do all, all the necessary things. Because we're going to need them. Mm, yeah. <laughs> So y'all go check out that Patreon, man. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's worth it. All right, here we go, man. Let's go ahead and talk about this. So if you haven't seen the Roland Martin video, actually, the, the video starts off where it talks about um, um, what, are, what are they called? Um, advisors, advisors to the football team and, and the team giving or the advisor to one of the star players on, on uh, FAMU's team giving bad advice which allowed him to not be able to play. But then it also moved forward into talking about the, um, the treatment that fam, the 100 received uh, when going down to play, I think it was UNC. They drove down on the bus, the charter bus from Florida to North Carolina, did, did the performances, did many performances plus did the game. Then got back on the bus, headed back, had a box lunch, which was supposedly cold, and kept on trucking it all the way back to uh, Florida. And one of the things that uh, Roland Martin was talking about was he was really appalled. And I started thinking as as uh, I was watching this. So let's talk about, let's go ahead and bring up this first, uh, this first topic. And I, dang, I thought I... I thought I did that better. Hold up. Let me rewrite that. Here we go. All right, here we go. Should the face of the university receive better treatment? Should the face of the university receive better treatment? Now, let's be real. You already know I'm talking about the band. 
Because in most historically black colleges and universities, your band program is the face of the university. That's the first thing that any admin put out there. That's the first thing that everybody wants to say, hey, look at our band, baby. We go to Honda, all them daggone presidents is right there. We go to you, you, they go to National Battle of the Bands, all the presidents is right there. That's my band, right? So should the face of the university receive better treatment? Maya. Oh, child. I had a time with this damn uh segment because to be honest with you, I've experienced the very left side of treatment as well as the very right side of treatment, ranging from my time at PV all the way, or excuse me, Townview all the way through PV, right? So absolutely, yes, because one thing I would like to signify is that people like to separate all oh, the sports team athletics from the band. If we want to get down to the nitty gritty, if we want to get down to the definitions of it all, bandsmen, people in the band are athletes. If we want to get down to it, band is a goddamn sport. I have my dictionary pulled up right here if I need to go through the damn <laughs> definition of it all. So, yes, absolutely. Because when you think about it, what's loud, what's proud, what 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 signifies camaraderie, what signifies um, the university's um, everything that whatever this is about a university is the damn band. You know what I'm saying? And so whenever there's something, whether it's a groundbreaking, whether there's something that's in Timbuktu, whether somebody received a scholarship, whether what have you, who do they send? The band, right? They don't send the quarterback. They don't send the football team. They don't send whatever. So absolutely the university, the, the band should receive the best treatment because, and we've had this conversation over and over, the band is one of the, the, the most largest um, recruitment assets of the university itself. The, the, the band is always one of the most thing, the biggest thing that brings in so much money about a university or attracts the university, attracts people to a university. So absolutely, they should receive better treatment from, from no, band is a sport. Let, no, wait, now, wait, now. Hold on. Let me pull. Let me pull up. I, I guess we can. You should have finished your thought first. Good lord, you, because you, you, you were, you were getting to the period of your thought, and then you, no, you, because that just upset me. An activity involving physical exertion and skill, in which an individual or team competes against another or or, or others for entertainment. Whether something is categorized as a competition or not, you're still there's still a competition, right? So. Okay, I feel what you're saying. Let me pause on that. I, I got you. Let me let me go back because we can we. Let, I'm gonna pick up on this, but let me go back. Band is definitely a sport, but when it comes to an institution, yes, absolutely, the band should be treated and con should continue to be treated with shit bells and whistles, uh, or red carpet treatment, whatever you consider that to be. It should definitely be that because the blood, the sweat, the tears, the amount. Uh, at the drop of a hat, something's going on in the university. We just learned about it on Wednesday. It's Thursday, or it's Wednesday afternoon. Who are they gonna call? The band. Please show up. Please play something. Please do something. We have people coming on campus. We need y'all to show up and show out. Period. Yes, the 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 band is the top tier premier or one of the premier. If you want to talk about football, depending on the university or what have you. But at the end of the day, everybody knows who the band is. 
and they should be treated as such. And that's what I'm used to. And that's why I, I had a problem with that because there have been times where I've experienced the latter as well as the former of being able to be treated or, or have a, a, a substantive type of experience in the bed comparing to the blood, shed, blood sweat, and tears that, I, that I've dispensed to be able to be a part of this said organization. But it's, you know, we can, we can get down to it. I, I'll leave it at that for now. Okay, you, we'll put a period on it. We'll come back. We're gonna come back to nah, it. No, because I'm upset. We got to revisit it. Hey, okay, hey, we're gonna come back to it. We're gonna come back to okay. it. Okay, all right. Uh Kwan, should the face of the university receive better treatment? Uh, we should, but pending that administrator, I don't I don't see that we will. So if you look at this uh article or vlog from Roland Martin alone, fam you is fam you. You wouldn't when you say fam you. It is compatible with the marching 100. We're talking about a historical black college and university band program that if it wasn't for really them, where would we be? You know what I'm saying? So if they're treating them like that, how many other universities do you think is getting treated like that? You know, uh, we just, you know, I just made the example of how band directors have to rob Peter to pay Paul for scholarships. How many band directors they got to fight for buses um, for events? Um, I mean, think about our university alone on Prairie View. The kids are practicing in the auditorium in the same band hall that was built in, in the early 80s. Like, we had, we're on what engineering building, what, number three? I mean, that alone says investing not only in the band program, but the music arts overall, period. So I mean, we should we should be it, but we're not. And the, the the one of the issues that's frustrating and things that's frustrating is we're kind of like the your topic of the, uh, the covering. Shut up and ban. That's what they're basically saying. Well, we 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 allow you to go to this event. Oh, but can we get more? Nah, bro. Shut up and ban. That's really how they they treat us. When you want us to shuck and jive, hey, you know a dignitary is coming. I need y'all to play the alma mater. You know what I'm saying? Like, go on, shuck and jive. That's how they treat us. And so until these students begin um, boycotting, so to speak, for better things, that's the only way it's going to change. Change only happens when you affect pockets. Outside, it's just, it's just protesting. Until we get to a point where we affect these administrators and presidents' pockets, that's the only way it's going it's, it's going over our change. We should be the face. In my opinion, I'm going to be honest, I feel like Howard Band should be bigger than what it is. Howard and Hampton, they're the two, you know, first black universities uh, that was placed for us. I don't see why that band program should be that size. I mean, it should be, quote unquote, the Mecca. I don't see why um, some of the other smaller universities don't push for their bands, uh, their band programs to be great. Um, we know about the Southerns and different things like that, but if you're at an HBCU, you should strive to build a band program because it creates a different culture. It's two things you need at a black school. I don't care what you say. You need Greek life and you need a band program. I agree. That's the two, that's, those are the two things that solidify the HBCU culture, black Greek life and a band. So <clears throat> let me let me add something on to this. Um, 
first of all, shout out to Brother Moore because he's able to watch us live. Usually he catches the after joints and he 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 can fill up the con uh the 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 comment section afterward, but he's here right here with us. So shout out to you, brother Moore. Uh but um let me say this. Um I don't know when I was when I was watching the the Roland Martin thing, it was a little bit triggering for me. Uh on the strength of I've experienced that before. Like it's it's not like this is just like a phantom situation that just happens in this exclusively at FAMU. Like I've experienced that sentiment, you know, getting a cold box lunch after hella performances, you know, uh, and, and then getting back on a bus, you know, and ride and driving or riding for an extensive amount of time. Like I've experienced that situation. Have you all experienced something like that before? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But but I've also experienced both sides of the spectrum. I've also experienced the kind of bad side of it. I've also experienced where they just flown out the drum section, the box, and they gave us per diems. So I've I've experienced both. Yeah. But but the but we worked that hard. Like, think about it, y'all. Like we saying that it's not a sport, but like the average bandsman at that time of, of us marching was practicing longer than the football team. Right. So the average person that was in the band, we were up two, three, four o'clock in the morning and still made it to class. <clears throat> the average band person was, uh, didn't, we was, we was all broke. You know what I'm saying? And we had to make it happen. And what's funny is as I'm thinking about this story, the worst things that we went through, we laugh about it now. Because at that time, just being kids, we were just happy that we was going through it together. Those long bus rides that was excruciating. I would agree with that, but I also, and, and I think I've said this, and and I think it was when we were talking about glazing. But I also think that for us, we also look at it as a rite of passage, right? Like right. we went through it before, so we go through it because that's just that's just what's normal, right? So, yeah. so yeah, I, I I do I do agree with what you're saying. But here's the other thing. Band is absolutely a sport, bro. Like we we not gonna we not gonna sugarcoat this. We only reason why I, I just kind of wanted you to pause is because so, I wanted you to get to your rest of your thought out. But band is a sport. Let me tell you, let me tell you what happened to me one time, and then my I'm gonna let you go ahead and get on your soapbox because I know you want to stand back on it. But this happened to me one time, or a lot of times actually. There were times when we were outside practicing. And the football team would be watching us because they were done with practice. They were done with practice and we were still practicing. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you not put that in the same category as a sport? That doesn't even make sense. But on the flip side of it, I think be, it's it's they don't do that for a financial reason. I think that because and and well, I'm, I'll put a pause right there because there's that's another topic, and I don't want to go into the other topic just yet. All right, Maya, go ahead and 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 get on your soapbox. I'm gonna let you back on. I mean, it, it's just literally that you sweep a field three or four times over and see if, if you don't feel like falling the hell out. You sweep a field at four forty-five a.m. Go to sectionals. 
uh, you done done PT, you done learned music, this, that, and the third. You try patting your head, rubbing your stomach for 12 hours. You know what I'm saying? 12 hours at a time. It's a goddamn sport. An activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment, whether you call the shit adjudicated or not, what's the purpose of, uh, of, of halftime? What's the purpose of Twitter fingers on, on, on YouTube? That 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 hoe is, 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 is somebody is is defining a winner whether it's adjudicated or not. You know what I'm saying? Like this shit is a sport. Band members, dancers, auxiliary members, whatever athletes. Band as a whole, sport. I don't care which way you cut it. I don't care which organization you're talking about. All of them. The blood, sweat, and tears. If you if you have never Live today to make it through band camp in the end. Don't talk to me. Hey, so, so even to add a scientific aspect of it, a few years ago, they had a young man named Brandon that was a blue devil, and they did. Uh, oh, yeah, that uh, that when they strapped it to his chest and he was a 10 yeah. yeah, go ahead. So they strapped it to his chest and then they, they, they did their field shot. I believe that was the metamorphosis year that his heart rate was like a, over 140 beats per minute. Mm. That's a sport. Period. Just saying. That's a sport. And that's and that's what that's the bullshit I be talking about because people are so quick to say, "Oh, just get on your horn and play this shit," or "Oh, you know, like, oh, we have this. Just get on here and and play it. We have somebody coming next week, tomorrow, today. Just get on the field and do it. Like it's easy. There's nothing easy about getting 100 250 20 however many people on the field to do one same thing in a, a particular type of category and be able to exemplify something that sounds good it's portrayed good looks good like please the endurance that it takes just we can we can go down so many so many different avenues but absolutely because at the end of the day, like while you're while you're a mainstream quarterback, linesman, whoever the hell is getting help and and, and majoring in damn side of PT or or a human penny making basketball. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like barely doing the the whatever because they they're expected to go to the league and they have a shoe in. The damn kicker, right? Okay, let's let's call the kicker, right? The kicker, we from what I know about football, right? They don't do much. You know what I'm saying? Of course, when they do get on the field, they have a big job. Fine, thirty seconds and out. Fine. Compared to somebody who got a marching down field show, old school ass field show, 12, 15 minutes, top to bottom. Please, I I can't, I cannot relate out, and I won't relate because you treat these bandsmen like they're bottom tier. But at the end of the day, who are you calling when your back is behind the wall and something needs to be done to be able to show some camaraderie for your university? You're calling the damn band. And if shit goes awry, who, who's to blame? The band. Oh, y'all sounded a mess. Oh, y'all did this, that, and the third. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like. Let's let's keep it one hundred. We was used to uh, we was used as distractions for the other team before the swag groups. Bruh, your football team ain't won in 20 years. Your football team has not won a game in 20 years. 
but the band does whatever and can't get no funding. The band has upped the market on, 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 on students that are even coming to your institution. But we can't get no love. We can't get no respect. We can't get whatever. But you want us to be. Mm, mm, do, 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 do. When master call, you better be running. Da, 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 da. At the drop of a hat. Child, please. I'm so over that. I'm so over that. But what but, but, what you're, you're right, Luke. I've been on the left side. Star treatment. That's why I had a problem. That's why, you know, when it came down for y'all to call the Fox's Bandsman, we was like, what you talking about? No, baby, I'm a star. <laughs> star. I get star treatment as well as being on the very right side of having them damn box lunches, having to have your baby wipes or whatever. Luckily, we had a box, we had a bus of our own. We didn't have to change in front of band members or whatever. That's when the drum at the DMs and the Fox's split buses, right? And the DMs started getting all, all the other buses. That's I mean, it's about 40, y'all. Y'all are supposed to have your own bus. Can't nobody else fit on the bus. No, don't do that. I'm just no, saying, it'd be funny, y'all. No, it'd be about 40, y'all. Oh. The auxiliary oh, bus, it used to the be the Fox and the DMs, right? Pass. But they would wait for us to do whatever we need to do to be able to, you know, we be good. But there have been times where I have experienced having to get off a game and go get on the bus and go straight on the road to go back home, wherever it was. But I've also lived the treatment of, shit, I'm, I'm at the top floor of the hotel. I'm eating at the five-star restaurants. Y'all eat first. Period. My, we I can have six uh, plates and the damn tubas. Right. My, we can't, the we can't still talk try about to get you. in this bitch. No, my, you, you we know. Treatment. We know. Remember, you got in blue parking. We got into that orange daddy. You got into the blue sweet parking. You you just finessed your way into everything. No, no, no. No, finesse is not. No, no. Uh, if, if it applies. I'm just saying it was very much left spectrum and right spectrum. I've dealt with it all. Thank you. I get That's it. All I'm trying to yeah, say. let me let me let me uh say this, uh, brother Skyfinger. Uh you're wrong. Cheerleading is considered a sport. If you didn't know exactly. that exactly that's why you, you can let her in it. You can let her in sports. Dance, cheerleading, they're and all sports. On top of that, when they when they when they're cheering at a game, there is no definitive winner between the two cheer squads unless they go to competition which in that case what we do when we do a showcase or a battle of the bands is a competition so that's the only reason why your argument is flawed so yeah all right uh oh you got something Quan? go ahead Find no i'm out. just saying just saying brother Scarface. that's that's right too i'm just saying that's right too <laughs> Why you call him Scarface? I say Scarfinger. Oh, I thought you said Scarface. Yeah, yeah, he 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 smitted it on on TT. That is strike two. All right, here we go, man. Let's go. That's strike three. <laughs> oh man! All right, here we go. Let's get to the next topic. Welcome everybody to talk that talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. Man, y'all go ahead and smash that like that. It help us with that YouTube algorithm. All right. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the Passion Is Network and turn on notifications. This episode will be up on all of your podcast networks by tomorrow. Just type in Talk That Talk. All right. Except for Apple Podcasts, where you just need to type in Real Talk That Talk. God darn it. I'll be messing everything up. I didn't hit the record button. I got to. Yeah, that's my fault.
Don't worry. I, I mean, I can still get it. I'm gonna still get it on the the podcast joint. It just it's it's more difficult for me to do that from this way versus doing it on my joint. But anyway, uh, yeah, let's double deduction. Yeah, double deduction. We had 57 gajillion shows, and you what? That's my fault. That's my fault. Wow. Uh, you was too excited. That's all. That's all. Yeah, I was. I was. I was. All right. Um, let's go ahead and get to the next topic. Um. This kind of ties into what we just said, and this is going to get to the financial aspect, the, the, the thing that I was going to get into. Are band and or music programs the least important on university campuses? Are band and music or music programs the least important on university campuses? Uh, Quan, go ahead. You got it, brother. Oh, oh well, no. Am I you ready to take it again? Okay. Go ahead, Quan. Uh, music, music programs, yes. Bands, depending on the school, no. So it's like, 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 like colleges and universities because I want to keep it in the HBC room because of the fact that uh, I know the that the Roland Martin piece was specifically about HBCUs. But go ahead. Right. No, no. They, but, but even from that, specifically what university that you're at. So, for example, like Justin said earlier, if you speak about Southern University, oh, they're not about to get rid of nothing. Whatever they're going to ask, they're going to get Right. But when it comes to certain music departments and I think and I hate to say it like this, people. People in certain universities, they're separate. You have certain band programs that are under athletics, but the music department is separate. So it depends. So when when I'm posed with this particular question, the bands are important pending the university, but most music programs are struggling. Most music programs are going through it. Most music programs don't even have enough faculty truly to function like they should that like they should operate that's why most most hbcus we have um not college what well, is this uh we don't have schools of music we have a department when you look at you know and i know i'm gonna keep it in the uh, hbc world but pwis they have schools of music meaning you can uh major in violin string so forth and so on when you go to hbcus for the most part you're either going to be a vocal major or an instrumental major with tie either performance or education. That's the only options you're about to get. When it comes to the staff, when it comes to the staff, you may have uh two or three piano teachers. That same piano teacher may be your theory teacher. He may he or she may backdoor be your uh, accompanist for, for the whole entire department or and then they may be given private lesson piano classes. But you go to a a a, a, a school of music it may be one person teaching theory and that's their job. When you have different aspects of band directors, you can have an athletic band director, a director of bands. Then you have a jazz like it. You don't have burnout like that. But at the HBCU world, most of the band directors that's on the staff are the other jazz band directors as well. They're the concert band director as well. They're the uh the the uh, wind ensemble person, if you have it, that a percussion and so like it's the same thing, and and that's how we burn out one, and then number two, that's why then people die in them seats because they got to do all them ensembles to get compensation for pay. So bottom line, when you look at it, bands honestly, like I said, pending what campus that you're on, but the music programs, shit, again going back to my alma mater, they need a new building. Why can't they get a new building? They're on engineer building number three. 
that doesn't make sense. And some of those endowments, I know for a fact, did not just go towards engineering. Come on, man. Prairie View is bringing in dough now. Like, let's be honest. So there's no reason why for years we had to share a building with the business side. And then when the business side left, they got their own building and we had to share it with like junior, the ROTC Naval Cadets and whatnot. So you don't have a, a music building for itself or let's take it a step further. The elevators weren't working. They weren't working when we were there either. So it's, it's, I mean, it's hit or miss with that bad boy. It's a Russian roulette game, boy. You get on there, you hit that button. It's tight. You just you know saying? Like, like, I, like let, let's talk about um, episodic moments. How many music buildings you could walk in and it smell like the civil rights movement still? I mean, let's keep it. Let's, let's keep it a buck. Let's 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 be honest. When the bathrooms are truly not adequate, and some of them didn't even have doors. Like, come, like, like, let's 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 be honest of what some of the things that we've endeavored through, and honestly, we need to truly speak about fixing these these things that made us who we are but that doesn't mean the next generation has to go through it because we thought that was a rite of passage that's wrong bro that's wrong bottom line these music departments and even the same care for the humanities at the university level transitions to the work life because that's how they treat us at the secondary too at the secondary level, that's why high schoolers and counselors feel like, well, I can just make it's just banned. Let me just dump them in. They need a they need a fine arts credit anyway. So that same um image of humanities that they look at us is just like, oh, we 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 just playing around, we having fun instead of teaching a, a art and a craft, and we went into debt for it so that we can teach and share these experiences with others. They don't look at it like that. So to answer your question, bro. Bands, they shuck and jive with the entertainment. Look how much positive uh, publicity that fam you bring while they merge with UNC, right? To bring more blacks to that school. But my thing is, most administrators don't understand one hand wash the other. So that means you should have given them a hotel stay. That means, honestly, they could have had more than one performance with UNC. So that you can create a true aspect of diversity and equity towards your university. But that's too much like right. All right. Uh, Maya, are band music and or music programs the least important on university campuses? Yeah, absolutely. Like (sighs) the band programs. I like the equivalent of the token black person in a corporate organization, right? You better bring the ideas. You better bring the creativity. But at the end of the day, you ain't going to get compensated for it. You're not going to get the recognition for it. But you better be on call when it's time to do something. Like, that, that's the, the easiest way I can, I can really just kind of, like, say it. Yes, I mean... I don't really know how much to follow up after what Quan said because everything that he said was so on point. But it's just like when we get to the point of raggedy, like it's very much raggedy, right? You try and throw, oh, it's like dangling something over your head, like, ooh, you know what I'm saying? Like you get the recognition. The recognition don't do shit for me when I got a fight tooth and nail. 
when we got to be on the side of the damn road for 16 hours because the buses done broke down because we didn't have a budget to get us ample transportation to where we the hell we need to go. Or we on the damn bus and at least the executives, the 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 administration, the whomever, the, the chief of staff, the, the, whoever is flying first class to get to the place where the band was invited to. Your ass wasn't invited. They, they, didn't, they didn't call the board administration. Administrative they assistant. They called the, the, the band. But we on the bus and y'all on the plane? Administrative assistants flying. Bruh, what I'm supposed to do with that? But you still want these same persons to be joyful about joining this shit? To be in a collegiate band is a hard road. It takes humbling on a many of occasions. To get through band camp, to be a part of the brand of organization, that's one type of humbling experience. But to know that at the end of the day, you're considered big shit, big shit walking in the masses, but on your own campus, people like the, 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 the big dogs or whoever don't really care about anything. They're not really putting funding in your pockets. You got to fight to get your kids scholarships and stuff like that. Make it make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, how, why is it that we're sharing a whole building and have been doing so for the past umpteen years? Why is it that the band program is the last person to get funding? The, the program is expanding, expounding upon itself, giving new, new generative money to the university, but we don't have, I can only march 20 clarinets because I only have 20 clarinets, but I got 30 people who want to play clarinet or whatever. But I got to sit these folks down because I don't have enough instruments to be able to put them on the field. But you want a full-size band stretching from the 20 to the 20. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. And then we're supposed to be okay with it. But the thing about it is, let's take it a step further. We're used to being okay with it. Because at the end of the day, like, who's going to say something? What are, we, what are we supposed to say? Because we truly are just happy to be here. We're happy to be here. We're happy to be able to have what we have because at the end of the day, if I didn't have Ben, I wouldn't have nothing. So if I got $5,000 a year and I need 10000 to make it to school, at least I got my five. Because I don't really know if I can pay the out-of-state costs. I didn't get a scholarship to go to, to 10 bucks to university or whatever the case may be. Like, it's so many things. And like the comments are saying, the first to get budget cuts. Exactly. You want to cut my damn funding, but you want me to be the prime premier. The, the president is coming. The president of the United States is coming to PV or whoever. And you want me to be prime and present, boots licked to capacity, spit shine, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like horns tuned to a T, but I don't have any support to do so. They're the most, they're the, the most in important, least important entity of the university that, I, that, that exists on the forefront. But at the end of the day, on campus, aside from the students, when it comes to administration, the most forgotten about the most, oh, you can do it. Just make it happen. Figure it out. You smart. You strong. You're black. You're important. You can do it. You can figure it out. You're artistic. Figure it out. Hate it here. 
hate it here. But I love it here. So what am I supposed to do? You know, you I, I haven't said this in a while, but it goes back to post-traumatic slave syndrome to make something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. We take the scraps. We, we, we take the, the last part of the pig. We make chitlins. We take uh, the last part of the pig. We got pig feet and hog moths. All the stuff that no one honestly wants to deal with. And what's crazy is what I'm happy with is what prime time is doing for Jackson State because he speaks about the boom. He speaks about them being the best band. He speaks about, you know, um, having, helping them with endorsements, so forth and so on. The bottom line is, bro, if you have a, a decent band consistently, that's about $250,000, 250 people every year. You multiply that times 23000 That's a guaranteed every year. Every year. But you're bringing money to these universities, but yet and still most administrators, not all of them. We don't want to be, you know, just throwing out everybody. But most administrators have no clue what it takes to run a band program successfully year after year after year. I do appreciate I think the president. Right. But I must say this. I got and I pray he sees this. But I think the band director at um, Hampton. Hampton O'Hara, I think, but it's one of them. Like, he runs with them during PT. That's uh, Hampton. Hampton. So, you see what I'm saying? It's like he has a different mentality. He's promised. He said himself, I went to the board of trustees to get you more money, and I'm going to do everything what I can. In their band camp, he says, thank you for, you know, thanking them. And it, and it felt sincere. It wasn't, oh, I'm just here. Like, you need more people in those seats that understand again that Greek life is important and that the band is important at a university campus. And if we get more administrators to understand that, then it's it's like it's that's what it needs to be. But what Prairie View has endeavored through over the past years, I know financial reports what he what, what they went through that was atrocious. With some of uh the pictures I remember uh, uh, Nathan Hamer, when he was band director, he was trying to raise funds and was showing tubas that was broken up and taped up for years, old uniforms and whatnot. Like, my thing is, at the end of the day, bro, why we got to go through that and then expose you? Like, we have to low-key expose ourselves before change really happens. Like, that, that, like that, that that's a problem, bro. I'm just saying. So, um, first a couple of things that I'm going to say because you did bring you guys did bring up something that I well somebody in the comments did bring up something I think Quan you brought up too but um so the the interesting thing is I had the pleasure of being at PV and understanding Hobart and being in Hobart and understanding the history of Hobart but then also being in the EL Ham Fine Arts building at, on the campus of Norfolk State University and the, the, the funny thing about it is it's very parallel um, in the treatment of those two buildings um, as it relates to the campus. And the reason why I say that is because Norfolk State and, and, and I've, I've been able to go back to Norfolk State. Obviously, I talked about it um, this past summer and new student union. They got a little clock tower, daddy. They building dorms. They got all, you know, new tech building. They built the uh, Marie V. McDemon Center across the street. You know, rest in peace to her. She just recently passed away. And the E.L. Ham Fine Arts Building is the exact same building that Chief was in. You know, 
that to me it is interesting and, and and to say the least i walk in that building and they put some new paint on it and i guess they fixed the elevator but it's the same daggone building making do making do it's literally that making do and i, I, I think i think i know her last name i believe is bingham but she uh i know she came from norfolk she was a classical violinist and she toured with yanni um but she was a norfolk graduate i'm gonna look up her name but that's how i actually first was like i'm going to be a music major when I saw that woman perform, it's called Rainmaker with Yanni my sophomore year in high school. And to say that this woman has been around the world for years as a uh, as a violinist and you haven't redone Norfolk's building. like That's that's the problem. Like why we got to suffer like that? Why we have to continue to put us through? Uh, it's kind of like everything has to be a burning sands. Financial aid. When it comes to black schools, when it comes to your music building, when it comes to sometimes even the admission process to get in, everything got to be a burning sands. And I'm going to say this before I let you go, Mike. It seemed like what Prairie View is you go through buku stuff to get in and you damn sure going to go through buku stuff to get out. And when you start going through bad stuff like your senior year, what everybody say at PV? Oh, you about to graduate for real. Like, why? Why does it have to be that way? When we went to PWIs, it was like Chick-fil-A. My pleasure. Your financial aid check will be here, such and such. Bro, <laughs> listen to me. That's the best treatment that I ever had, man. Ever had, bro. I tell, I tell that story every single time, my guy, because I have to tell that story. Oh, I'm bro. down bad. They, they took care of me. I had the wrong dang room. They called oh. me and was like, hey, just want to let you know we took care of your room for you. You can just go downstairs, grab your key, and you'll be taken care of. Ain't no problems. I was like, oh, my gosh. I ain't never. If I would have did that at Norfolk State, they would have probably cussed me out. Like, well, baby, uh, F you. You got to stay in your room, man. I can't do nothing. What you want me to do? Well, I mean, you, you can come back tomorrow. They would right. need, they said, well, you don't know you're graduating until your back. It's not, it's not even against the wall. That it's hole cool. was behind the wall in the day. <laughs> that had me down bad because that is so true. Like, it be cool sailing until you're ready to graduate. It seems like every freaking book of humanity is about is out to get you. That shit crazy. That's funny. That's think funny. about think about everybody that graduated from like a HBCU. Like to get in, it might have was like a little struggle, but when it's time to get out, oh no, you gotta go get this paper signed. Oh no, you gotta hold. Oh no, you gotta do this. Oh, cause think about this, my real real quick. I know, I don't know if it happened like this at Norfolk, but you gotta go through graduation practice and you gotta get that golden ticket. If they call your name and they say, Hey, everybody else, here's your tickets is on the table. If I call your name, go step to the left. And they call your name. Let me tell you something. It's like the bachelor. They call I'm getting picked to, to damn graduate. I didn't yeah. get everything I need to Look, do, but it's I ain't, trying, I ain't trying to be funny. And we all grown. That's worse than when you go, go to the clinic and you take a test and they be like, your results will be back in. And you just sitting there praying over everything that you didn't been through. You're like, just don't call my name. Just don't call my name. <laughs> they call they call you god damn and they take you to that table hey you got a hole that you had freshman year but we forgot about it but you're gonna pay it before you leave and it's about seven thousand oh, yeah, dollars we, so, 
We don't have a situation. Years. We don't have that golden ticket old. situation like what y'all. Today you see it? Wow. We we don't have that golden ticket situation like y'all, but that does happen. That definitely does happen. Yeah, baby. Uh, you gonna have to hold on because you do got a hold. And yeah, definitely. That is definitely happening. That's happened to some people that I know. It ain't happened to me, but yeah. it definitely has happened to some people that I know. Yeah. My mama told my mama. My mama was getting so much mail. My mama told me, "Hey, you graduating or what? Because I ain't gonna uh, I ain't gonna waste my gas from Louisiana. I'm just telling you now." I said, "Mom, graduating." She said, "All right, good. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna be on the road because." <laughs> It'd be people, think about it, it'd be people that be traveling from afar, get there and be like, nah, you owe $2,000, so what you gonna do? Day of. It's people day of that did not walk because you think you lining up, oh, let me let me find my little banner, let me find my school that I'm supposed to be walking behind it. Nope, somebody, yeah, not. You tried it. I need that three thigh, y'all. I need that three y'all thigh, y'all, right now. My mama is out there. My mama got the damn cowbells. Well, go on tell somebody else, cause uh, and then all you could do is cry. I had five tickets. I had five tickets. I had to figure out who I was gonna give them to. <laughs> and now ain't nobody gonna see me walk. Oh no, no. So one of the things, <laughs> Jesus Christ, one of the other things too that I wanted to bring up, and I think Tina said it earlier in the in the chat, and I think Quan said it. It, it, and 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 it was bringing up the situation with Gold uh, Golden Martin. Good Lord, <laughs> uh, Roland Martin, and how he was saying that people were saying he shouldn't be airing the dirty laundry. I'm like, what? That 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 makes no sense. How do we solve problems as a community? Like real problems. How do we solve problems if all we're trying to do is keeping the house? Because when we keep it in the house, it never gets done. It just gets swept under swept under the rug. That's all that happens. We don't talk about it. We don't make a big deal about it. We don't actually put anything in action because once you get it out there in the open and people see, oh, I'm not the only one having this problem. Let's actually figure out something to do to, to move the ball forward. But as long as we keep having these quiet discussions and nothing gets solved. And I think that is a that that's the I'm not gonna say the I ain't gonna say stupid, but that's a I'll say it. thing. it's the stupidest shit I've never heard in my life. Well, there you go. Somebody because number one, we're black. We are black, negro. We are black, okay? We automatically push to the side, right? If something is wrong with us, obviously we're overreacting because we are stronger, we are better, we are whatever to be able to fight the shit. So obviously it's not that bad. So number one, we got that. Number two, what you mean airing dirty laundry? That means you one of the ones that ain't put your shit in the, in, in the damn uh, washing machine. You got, some, you got some stories of your own because, like I said, we're so used to bending and folding for the masses, better yet ourselves, which is why we find ourselves in these type of predicaments because why don't we have somebody on staff who is properly negotiating these contracts, who is making sure Wherever we're supposed to go, how much money are you putting up? Because truly, like, um, for example, and, and let me be clear, I don't know any information. I don't know if if FAMU paid to go to the LV um, or um, fashion show or whatnot. No matter who does what to travel, they should be putting out money. If they want you, if they ask you to come, just like if you want on a date, if I ask you to come, I'm paying. I asked you out. 
If you ask me to come, I'm paying. This right, is I what I have. This, this this what I have for your room and board. This is what I have for your transportation. Duh, 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 period. You know what I'm saying? We don't have enough people who are okay with saying, nah, that ain't enough. Nah, I got a 500-piece band. These kids got to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. These kids got to practice 16,000 times within three days to be able to fulfill your needs for this particular event. We got people that's like, oh, you said what? What the time? Shit, say less. We on the bus right now. We on the bus right now. No, it don't work like that. So, so there, there's two different sides to it, right? We got people who will fold easily just for the name or the sake of the name of exposure. And then we got those who are okay with saying like, oh, we got to keep this shit in-house. The in-house people are part of the problem. Because how are we getting better? Because the, the people in-house are the ones who have let this stuff go on year over year over year or who just don't get it. But what you mean? In-house. Yeah, we in house with it, and I'm. Uh, let me tell you something. I'm in house, and I'm about to tell you in the town hall you wrong, and this is how we gonna fix it. Or you wrong, and we need to we need other strategies to be, to be able to figure out what the hell is going on. It don't work like that. The the, the crazy thing about it all is all of this in house in house stuff brings me to this point right here. They'll cut a band budget, but they wouldn't cut their own budget. Thank you. Like so, so like for example, if you just think about it, just say if a president is making, I don't, I don't know, but just say a million dollars, right? Would would that president be willing to cut their salary by two percent? Hell no! Nah. I'll cut everybody no, percent. They George, live, they live, they live a certain not, lifestyle. They're not. George they're not, wasn't cutting not a lick, not, not a penny, not a dime, lifestyle. not a nothing. No, right. absolutely not. So 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 then so then here's the thing. Then it's not about the kids. Because because my, my thing, a president of a university ain't nothing but a, a big, a, a larger principle. My thing, if you want your kids to, to be beneficial, there's no way that you would have given your own child a, a cold sandwich that you got to eat at a, a, a love station. You wouldn't have did that to your own child. You wouldn't have done that to your own child to put your children on the bus for 16 hours. Real talk with the game with UNC, me and UNC would have had to negotiate because let's be honest. Don't act like the football team didn't get a check to play that game. Because those beginning of the year games, those universities and athletic departments pay them. That's why they take those. Games. That's exactly. why they take those games. They take exactly. it, that that was one of the arguments that we that uh I I had with a couple of uh Norfolk people. We cut the Virginia State Labor Day Classic. Like that's completely dead. We don't even do that anymore. To go and play you know, these PWIs to get our butts handed to us so they can check this, so they can collect that bread. Right. So, so why is this? So uh, Tina saying is they got a uh, 450,000, but here's the thing though. I remember, I forgot what school it was. I think it was either, I think it may be fam. You that played, I think Florida state one year or Bethune, whatever, but they basically got a, a million dollars. That million dollars funded that football program for like a year and a half, that's chump change to a UNC. That's nothing to to a, even um like a Nebraska teams that that that's not prolific like a, that's nothing to them. But my question is this: How much the band getting cut? Because out of that four fifty, that fan would have got. Oh, you would have slid. You would have slid me at least one twenty, 
125 or at least you would have paid for my room and board just for the experience. I wouldn't have came out of my band's budget for it because we, we can't we can't go then, bro. There, there's no because we have to start thinking about the experiences of the kid. Like to sit at the side of the road after I just did this great performance because the performance really was good. Then you back door and say, well, I hate to say it. Now you're going to treat me like an N word. That's how you treat me. I didn't shuck and dive. Sit on the side of the road eating the cold food, but then you didn't even get a chance to change in an adequate place. You change on the bus. You didn't even get a hotel, just a hotel for a couple of hours. You didn't get the motel, daddy, where people just got the the the, the gooey sheets where you could just change real like, quick. They didn't even give that. that to being our normal culture at that, right? Because when you say that, it's like my heart doesn't even jump like Wow, because I'm used to the shit. Changing on the bus, shit. That's what I'm used to doing. Makeup on the bus, changing on the bus three, four times a day. That that damn uh, Dallas tour before shit started changing. The original Dallas tour, shit. But 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 here's the crazy thing. I don't know what that original daddy was. I I can't speak. Well, let me tell you, it was. I know. I I know. (laughs) I know. I know. When we were there, thank. And thanks to Dr. Zachary. And I'm gonna tell you this. Let me let me give you this quick tidbit before we keep going. Dr. Zachary was always, always good with that. I remember when Norfolk took a trip to uh Detroit and we got stuck at Norfolk because the campus wasn't open when we got back. Doc was like, Yo, we gotta get these kids some bread. And so he went up went and, and got us stipend and gave us all 20 bucks so that we can make it, you know what I'm saying through the night until the campus opened. So he was good with that. Cause I know that once we got, once we were there, that Dallas tour, oh, y'all ate good. Y'all ate, y'all was full. Y'all, yeah, shoot, y'all had golden crowd at least well, two, three, four yeah. times a day. And oh. then, we, then we would hit you with the pizza box, daddy, later on that night. That's true. Yeah, we, That's we, true. When we got one pizza box to a room, shoot. and it was only two, it was Look. me and Ashante. Ashante B's like, I hate to put your business on my ass, baby. But we used to get that one or two boxes and used to be in that bitch by ourselves. No, here, here, here was a kicker. <laughs> here was a kicker. Y'all would get them box. Every kid, every kid would go up with a box. It was still like 30 boxes left. We the staff will be taking like two, three and boxes. Guess who will have seconds and thirds? Oh, yeah. I already know. I already know. We we made sure y'all was good. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to talk about that. All right, go nah, ahead, Paul. What were you saying, bro? Nah, but now, nah, but I'm I'm just saying, think about the females that possibly was having that monthly that couldn't change. Exactly. Like, like you you treat us as bastard children. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then and I'm not saying that it's a valid excuse, but then you get mad why certain alumni don't donate back to the school. Because you treated me like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we, and I'm not, again, that's not an excuse. Because, like, next next Wednesday, real talk, with all this going at PV, Rowena, real talk, hit me up because I'm going to pay my alumni dues for the band. For the band. The other stuff is taken care of. But all I'm saying is, like, like, like we have to do better with treating our kids because what are we saying that their value is? Like this is not a regular band. FAMU is not a regular band. FAMU Super Bowl performances, like I mean, it's been several inaugurations and whatnot. Like this band will be the Mount will be on the Mount Rushmore of bands, not just HBCU, but bands for what they've done. And that's how you treat them kids. And my thing is this: one point that Roland Martin made up, he uh, that brought up, he said, uh, the situation with Robert Champion happened years ago. Are you still holding them accountable 
for that actions then. And if you are, then you're wrong. So I, I want to pause on you right there because I want to get into that. I want to get into that, but that's part of the next topic. All right. So let's go ahead and get to the next topic since he brought that up because that'll segue right into that. So welcome everybody to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. Man, y'all go ahead and smash that like daddy, not only for the show, but for this topic. We don't have no problem going in. All right. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the Passioners Network and turn on notifications. This episode will be up on all your podcasts and networks. Just go ahead and type in Talk That Talk, except for Apple Podcasts, where you can just type in Real Talk That Talk. All right. Uh, also, please make sure you go ahead and take a look at that Patreon. You want to get on it before, you know, we start taking these other big trips. I'm telling you. All right. Here we go. Um, So here we go. Passion about this. Huh? You must be passionate about this. About this topic? Yeah, because that was the first time, like, you're the inflection on your voice. And woo. I do it all the time now. No, it was a different woo. No, no. No. You, you was in the season. It's all my name. No, you got to remember this show. This show go has gone in its ebbs and flows. My friend, the way the way that you just talked that 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 thing down was different, my I, boy. I think it. I do it the same way every time, in my personal opinion. But whatever. I'm letting you know from experience. Okay. Nah, that it was a little different. You you ready to get to that thing? Okay, I feel you. I feel you. All right. Uh, here we go. Has <laughs> ego? Has ego taken hold of leadership roles? Has ego taken hold of leadership roles? The reason why I brought that up was exactly what Quan was just talking about earlier, as far as the fact of, you know, what has happened. What happened with Robert Champion was 10 years ago or more than 10 years. Ago. I think it was 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago. But that happens at universities. Do you know how many times where I've had conversations with directors who have said, I don't want that band director to have more power than me on this campus? I've heard that before. And that within itself is an issue. So you mean to tell me because the band director is doing the job in which they got hired for and he's getting notoriety from it, you're going to find a way to suppress that person from doing his job or being as successful as they possibly can because you don't want to lose power? So let's talk about it. So has Ego taken or now taken hold of leadership roles? Uh, Maya, you go first since Quan started the last one. Or Quan, you want to go first since you were starting this anyway? Okay. It's, it's, I'm fine with whatever. Go ahead, Mike. I mean, yikes! You really hit the nail. Ooh, you really trying to get to it? Ooh, um, ooh, I'm nervous. Ooh, my heart is beating. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I mean, ooh, has ego now taken hold of leadership roles? Yes, I think so. Right. I don't want to pinpoint a particular what have you, but I think that that has been the gist of the thing across the board, right? So when it comes to, hey, 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 I need you to do, I need you to be here at five o'clock. I need you to be here at 10 o'clock. I need you to be here at one o'clock and you're just gonna have to figure it out. I need you to be here in Dallas. I need you to go to Florida and I need you to come back to Houston by two o'clock all on the same day. You know, making these, these exponential type of things happening yeah, because at the end of the day, like, sure, I'm I'm the president of this bitch. I brought you in to be able to, you know, have the woo-woo, sing the DD, 
you know, bring some entertainment tonight or entertainment, whatever, to the university. But don't you ever, don't you get too comfortable and get and, and get big buck. You know what I'm saying? Like when you start getting big buck, and now when the press start naming my name over yours. Right, they start naming the band director's name and the band's name over the president or the, the executive or whoever of the university. Absolutely, I feel a type of way, and absolutely, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Now, let me be clear this is not how I personally feel, I'm just speaking in general of what I have experienced. Let me be clear about that because I don't want nobody, <laughs> I don't want y'all doing what y'all doing in these internet streets, but yeah. I'm going to say, like, no, it's time to tear it down. My mom used to say, tear it down. Tear it down. You know what I'm saying? Like, you getting too big for your britches. It's time for you. You done, got, you done got a little bit too high up. It's time for you to bring it down. You ain't never bigger than me. So, yeah, absolutely. Some people have taken hold of their, quote, unquote, leadership roles. Because at the end of the day, what is your why? Their why is not the true meaning or the true need for the why, right? The the why is always for the next generation. The why is always for the students. The why is always to keep the ball rolling. The why is always to implement a better structure for those who did not have or benefit or was not able to be able to break off of what was had in the past, but to be able to make a, be a better future for them. That is the why. Everybody does not align with that. Some people's why is that chick. Some people's why is that notoriety. Some people's why is to be able to wear their pinstripe suit on the 50 to be able to get the check for the university just because they think they, they, they look good. Or because it seemed like, yeah, I did this. No, it was a compilation of your biggest entities that brought this shit to you. So, yeah, ego has always been a thing, but... If I want to say what I want to say, that's just, I mean, honestly, that's what makes us the blacks, the blacks. We, we like that. It's not right, but we are like that. We're territorial. We like to have our shit. And we like to say like, yeah, because of me, this is you. Because of me, this is why. A portion of us. Let me say that. Let me be clear. A portion of us like to be like that. So, Yeah. I want you to come here. I want you to do the right things, but you can never be bigger than me. I'm the captain of this ship, okay? Period. I'm the captain of this ship. Don't you ever step to me in no this damn regard or what have you. Or, and if you do, I'm going to cut your shit. Why you think the budget be coming up short all of a sudden? It's time for me to, to, to make a make a transaction I had $450,000 on a credit card. Now I got $4,500. And I'm supposed to be feeding and funding 300 damn students. Okay. You, we got the wrong people in place. Too many times or not. Too many people that want the accolades, that want the pat on the back. And pretty much those same people ain't the same folks who be down in the ditches getting it. When necessary, it's the ones that's like this and not like this. But, you know, that's just my take on it. Man, that's a good take. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, Quan. There's <laughs> ego now taking hold of leadership roles. Ego has always taken um, 
taking down leadership roles. If you look just through history, any organization or entity that has destroyed itself has always come from within. So it is always taken its uh, toll. Ego, greed, jealousy. Well, not jealousy, envy, because jealousy is people that's out. Envy is a person that call you friend. So my thing is, it's always taken. Um, ego has always taken down, you know, kingdoms, monarchies, so forth and so on. Uh, this question honestly brings me to uh, uh, one of the first books that I read in my life, in my young life, younger life, was uh, 48 Laws of Power. Law number one says never outshine the master. So it's not about shucking and jiving. But when you're in that position, if you're not a servant leader and secure with yourself, then yeah, then my ego is going to be on the way. My ego has to be the one that fills the room because I'm not secure with myself. But if I'm secure with myself, if I'm a director of bands and I'll be like, say, Luke, like real talk, you gonna make six figures. Come roll with me, blah, 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 blah. I'm not about to sit up here and be like, well, I'm the director of bands. Luke, you can't be on the podium. Nah, Luke. Like you, my dog, I know the pedagogy and it's going to benefit these kids. Go on, on that podium, bro. I'm going to go handle this admin stuff. The problem is everybody is not secure with themselves to truly remove themselves out of the picture. Because my definition of love is to do something for someone, even if it doesn't benefit yourself. So, yeah, I might have a title, but if Luke is the better teacher, he's the better teacher. Luke, teach me how to be a better teacher. then, And then you grow together. And that's how life should be. But a lot of people, they're not secure with themselves. And I'm not going to drop drop no names of the universities, but this happened firsthand in front of me. And uh, um, uh, uh, what's the word? A uh, band director had more, I guess, pull with certain people than the president. Didn't like that. But the bottom line, what a push. Um, at the end of the day, ego will destroy any organization. So you just got to be careful, man. But at the end of the day, God don't sleep. Just do your job. And, and it kind of brings me back or makes me think, um, just even from the Norfolk state perspective, if anybody knows the situation, I ain't going to go into detail. But if anybody knows the situation what happened in Norfolk State um, in the music department, it was a really big thing. And since then, money ain't never flowed the same. It just hasn't. And, and I feel like what Roland Martin was saying as it relates to the Robert Champion situation is also the same thing that has is was or is or had happened at Norfolk State. Um, and I and I definitely agree on everything that all of you all said. And let me ask this question. And I know kind of my kind of touched on it, but I really kind of wanted to dive a little deeper into that. Do we think it's a, do we, do we really believe it is a black folk issue? Cause you know, I, 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 I was listening to what Quan was saying as far as being secure within yourself, but then I'm listening to what Maya is saying too. You know, I'm the HNIC. You know, I don't think that that was a, a term that was coined for no reason. So do we really believe that that is a, a black person issue of trying to make sure that I establish dominance over over this person or over you? 
I don't I don't think is is just a black thing, but I know it's prevalent in our culture. So, <clears throat> of course, you know, a syllogism is your experience and your truth. We've seen that. So that's true. And we have four different people. And I guarantee you, we've seen this in four different situations for sure in our lifetime. But it may be happening in, in white culture and Hispanic culture. But it doesn't destroy it, though. Does it destroy the organizations, though? That's the I think that's the difference. We've seen band directors being tossed merely because. Like what you said, Julian, the president was like, oh, you think you're bigger than me when they have brought the university. And when you say that university's name is synonymous with that band. Oh, he oh, he too big. Oh, he cool with the chancellor. Nah, 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 nah. I need I need to separate that. You know what I'm saying? That's when it gets sticky. But it may be happening in other cultures, but we definitely know once you get and let's be honest, once you get to the higher level of secondary education, as well as the collegiate level, everything is political. Everything Absolutely. is political. Absolutely. So if you don't know how to play chess. And you playing checkers, you ain't gonna never get on that board, bro. So you you gotta you gotta know how to move and shake, man, with with that aspect. Okay, my uh, you about to say something? You got some thoughts? <sighs> yes, but can you please repeat exactly what you said, just to make sure that I'm hitting it? Uh, no, I was just saying that. Is it? Do you really believe it's a it's a black person issue that the control, the dominance of of wanting to be in control of somebody? Gotcha. Unfortunately, yes. Right. And so my my fox sister Phoenicia, she put it in the chat. I think her and I were were we was like this because I was googling crab in the bucket, and she put in the chat crab in the barrel mentality. Right. So I think as black people, we are so used to not being right. We're, we're so used to not being acknowledged. We're so used to not being having or being able to have the answer, be able to understand or be able to know or be able to have the the, the right to be able to choose or, or, or have our way or what have you. Right. So when we do get that, we like, oh, no, it's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's not him. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. Right. I have to have that. I, I need to let you know that I know that, you know, that I'm the one that came up with this shit. I'm the one that's 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 really doing the work on doing the work on this. So, yeah, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, them, them other folks, them folks, everybody can eat. We're not accustomed to everybody can eat. It's either you eat, either you get in, or you get lost. That's the hood mentality. Either you get what you got to get, or you or you done. Either you make your placement, or you done. Whereas here, everybody can get a little piece of the pie because everybody has substantial needs. Everybody has connections. Everybody has network. Everybody has the foundation to be able to whatever, what have you. And everybody's vow, everybody's say-so is equally as important. Whereas for us, the top black token black person is the one that gets out of the clout. So I think that that levels down into how all this stuff plays out. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not used to being able to say like, okay, like these things need to be done in a certain particular type of way. But yet there are many people 
that go into making this happen. No, it's me because we're not used to that acknowledgement. And unfortunately, that expounds upon itself and becomes what we're dealing with in today. Uh, Quan. Oh, I, I do, I do, because we're all educators on here. I do want to say something that I was reading recently about the crab in the barrel mentality. So, first of all, we have to truly, as black black people, acknowledge that we have to first acknowledge that the barrel or the environment that was created was not created and is we're not in our normal homeostasis over we're not in our normal environment first of all so when we speak about crab in the barrel that is something that's man-made and that has been manipulated over years that we've been placed in overall um that what of what we see of today like that's not how we truly operate that's not that's not our original mentality right so we're gonna agree with that but another thing what people fail to realize is we always say crab in the barrel mentality but we don't understand the crabs so if you look at crabs in the ocean, they 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 operate together in in pods and in, in groups. And the reason why we all get in the same bucket together is because when one grabs one, what's supposed to happen is the other one grabs them because his mentality is I'm gonna pull them back down into our normal state. Right now, what's taking place is from our university level, I look at it like this: I'm an underground real world person. I'm a conductor. I'm trying to get kids to freedom through education and knowledge because the truth is they're ignorant. All of us are educators. So we're trying to push and we're whatever avenue through dance, through flags, uh, uh, band, whatever. We're trying to get them free. The problem is, though, we are going up against an environment that they don't understand that they're in darkness. That's the problem. And then the unfortunate thing is. The tokens like that you said, Maya, that's at that upper level, they're so concerned about staying there because they're afraid that they'll be pulled back down as well to where they'll keep the status quo with the mentality of, oh, I got mine. Like I, I got mine and we're good. We have to be as 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 African-Americans, we got to do better with truly seeing the problem. And it would be ideal not to air it publicly. But if we don't air it publicly, it's going to keep happening. That's why I'm happy Roland Martin did this whole spill on it because it wouldn't have changed. Now people need to look at the books to be like, well, how much money is the band getting? So you're telling me a 300 or whatever their number amount band is not getting funded properly. So where the money going? Like that's a whole different auditing process because now all this money that these students bring in, if it's $23,000 times 300, and you're telling me y'all can just automatically cut the budget by 60%? That don't make sense. So I think we need to look at look at us as we're not in our proper environment and we just need to get better and pull each other up. I feel you. I feel you. My only debate is why? Why is it that somebody has to raise a flag to say something ain't right for somebody to look and be like, damn, what are the numbers? Because when STEM, when we, we building the fifth engineering building on campus, ain't nobody look twice at the budget. 
Them STEM kids, they want something? Yeah, they get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the money, now, this may be controversial, the money could possibly come after they graduate. The band money, the people that are bringing your people, your students to the institution in real time, that comes now. So why do we have to have, to have a, a an audit on who's paying what, what money is going, where, where are we losing out, what have you, but then when the same, in the same year, the same year term, a different institute, or not institution, but a different entity or a different subdivision is wanting some money. They, they can just get it off, off top. But the band is asking, hey, I need $100,000. I got 20 kids, 20, 200 out-of-state students, whatever the numbers are. I need, I got to fight tooth and nail. But the engineering kids or the STEM kids or whoever say, hey, I need $100,000, boom. Now, somebody from somewhere done donated a million dollars anonymously. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 my only part about that because why I now do the does the band and the, the arts have to suffer in real time? So one thing Wanna I know why can y'all hear me? Yes, ma'am. Oh yeah, we got you. Hey, it's it's been one of them nights. Y'all hear my voice? It's been one of them nights, but I'm here. I hear you, baby. I love me some Portia, baby. <laughs> so it's because we're not considered a sport. Mm. We're not considered to be the ones that are bringing money into the school when that's not the case. I don't mean no harm. Norfolk State has a hat and no shade. Hasn't had a winning football team since I got there in 2005. Those people are coming to that stadium to see the Legion. Thank you. It might be some parents in there that's coming to see their baby play football. But 99.9% of the time, those people are buying tickets to see the Legion. You don't believe me? Watch how that, that whole dick price clear out after halftime. Period. Because Been doing that's it for why years. That's why they're coming. The other part is, is that, and I and I said this with Norfolk after the Julian spoke on the situation that happened and how they cut the budget by sixty percent after all of that stuff went down and we're and the money is just being put back and that money that was went that long way then doesn't go that long way now but you want to know why because we've been making shit shake without it so they feel like if you've been making it work without it you don't really need it and that's part of the problem because we want to still give the kids a good experience we want to still put out a good product but at the same time we're shooting ourselves in the foot we don't want to fail we don't want to be like this is the result of us not having what we need us making shit shake is is shooting us in the foot because they're like well I, I mean you you've been able to put this product out there without that money but to what end to what detriment so you know it, it's it's the perspective you don't need it because you haven't had it and you've been put you've been doing all of these things. The other thing is is that we're not looked at in the same light as as sports teams, but I don't mean no harm. If you had a pep rally and only invited the football team, who come into that? Thank you. You can invite us to everything on campus. I, I said this the other day. We we went to stuff on campus, but when I tell you weekly these this version of the Legion has something to do Everything they have, and I'm talking about everything they do, they hidden hidden our line. Like we need y'all to come, mm -hmm. but we don't get the same luxury. So, 
something is wrong with it. The math ain't mathing. So, I mean, we kind of, our the perspective, and it's kind of our own fault because we've been making stuff work. We've been holding it together with glue, shoestring, and random stuff around the band room. But it's not right. But that that mentality of we don't see the need, so we're not going to address it is what I think the issue is. I know that's right, friend. Talk to him, friend. Talk to him. That's why I say, Portia, that's my girl. That's my girl. <laughs> that's my girl. She gonna talk that. Ryan and Matt Portia face to face. Now they best friends. I love her. <laughs> that is my friend. Okay. Hey, hey, look. Hey, I ain't mad at it. Look, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell y'all how bad Portia did me. She, Portia was riding around with me and my wife, and then next thing you know, her and Maya hooked up for like 30 minutes, and then she was like, "Nah, I'm riding with Maya. I'm good. We out of here. We here. Come on, Portia. I'm taking you to the hotel. <laughs> That's my this girl. Us dirty, That's boy. my girl. Let, let me tell you something. That listen. Let me tell you something about little Portia. She is Thalia, and she's that girl. Period. Lord Jesus. Anyway, but no, Portia, you, you are absolutely right uh, in everything that you said. Uh, any final thoughts on this topic? I guess y'all know. See, y'all, you know, I'm good. I'm good. What can I, we say? We got to do better. Like, I agree. We yeah, but, just have to do better. Period. Like. Portia really summed up everything that we've been talking about over the course of this whole segment. Not even segment. This whole podcast. When you when when you settle, and we start acting like stuff is okay, people are going to mend you to that. Okay, you can make it work. No, I can't make it work. I need something. Cause guess what? Them, they ain't settling for nothing. You want to pay me one thousand, but you want to pay them a hundred thousand for the same work? Out of here! Out of here! Get out of here with that! And we're okay with that because we're used to settling because we we just want to be in the same spaces. We just want to be acknowledged. We got to be better than that. But but I guess the question is though too. As creators, the worst thing for us to 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 put out is a product that's half half ass. So where's the median? Because because here's, here's the truth. Because we could say that we could prime example. We just talked about the legion. So what if the legion say, "Are right, we gonna boycott?" And they'd be like, "Okay." No, I feel you on that because at the same day, like what I wanted to say earlier is, I do I would do this shit for free. So it's a very hard line to be able to step on. When do we stand on what we know that we're worth versus I'm truly just happy to be here. I just want to do my talent. I just want to show my art. Yeah. And then also, oh, go ahead. Now I was just about to say real quick, but um, some of those endowments that comes to the universities are specifically for some of those stuff because you got to realize, not being ugly, they should invest into the music department. But we also have to ask ourselves, what products have we put out out of this music department that is worth investing that type of money? No, I wouldn't say that. I would say when when they do invest in that, why don't we ever see it? But they don't invest in it. That's what I'm saying. Like no, when they do be investing in it. To the music department? Not necessarily the music, but when we get payment for our whatever, let's say for whatever reason, 
some of the negotiations have been, hey, it's gonna it's gonna take us ten thousand dollars. We get paid fifteen thousand dollars, whether we know it or not. On, Where does all that money go? We never end up seeing it. Hold on, right quick, right quick, because you all are going into the next topic, so I might as well just go ahead and do. All the right. next topic. All right. Yeah, every time y'all do that, I want to make sure that we we got the right thing scrolling. You know what? That's very. You know, you got a great panel because how could we know that? I mean, y'all just, yeah. just passionate right now. Because, I mean, it's, it's not like it happens on a normal basis. I mean, you know. Now, don't do that. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm trying to hype us up. And you trying to pull right. us down. Well, I'm a, no, I ain't trying to bring that crap in the bucket. I'm just trying to say, you know, it, it ain't normal, you know. But, but uh, no, let's go to the, let's go to this is actually the last topic. And then I'm going to do is I'm going to open up. For uh, you know, people to call in with us. So here we go. Welcome everybody to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversation about band, HBCU band culture. See, I just did an inflection there. Music education and more, man. Y'all go ahead and smash that like, Daddy, right now. Uh, also, please make sure you make sure you subscribe to the Passion Passion Is Network. Godly, I am tongue tied right now. Uh, Pat, uh, subscribe to the Passion Is Network and turn turn on notifications. All right, this episode will be up on all your podcasts and networks. Just type in real uh, talk that talk, except for at Apple Podcasts. You type in real talk that talk. The only reason why I got tongue tied on that is because I was trying to trying to do it like I That's normally the only do it. Why? Yeah, yes, because you tried to call me out, and I'm like, bro, I do it. Man, put your hat down. All right, uh, so here's a <laughs> here's the last topic. So and y'all were kind of going going in on this, and and I want to go ahead and, and continue this conversation. I had a gnat on my screen, Lord. Anyway, here we go. Students or bottom line? What's more important? Students or the bottom line? What's the bottom line? That money, that cash, what you bringing in? What's more important? Quan, do you want to go first, or you 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 let me know? first huh i'll go first Handle yeah so so the truth is from what perspective so as a as a as quan the director it's always going to be the kids first but understand when it's the kids first something has to be sacrificed so if it's the kids if you're not going to sacrifice the kids then as a director you're going to sacrifice yourself so then that means you may sacrifice your pay that means that even though you know your value, you are going to diminish your bank account, your lifestyle and all of those different things. Right. If you say sacrifice the kids, then OK, then you're willing to sacrifice the kid who this may be their only opportunity uh, of going to a school, so forth and so on. So something going to get sacrificed. The question is, what are you willing to pay? Are you OK with saying, well, you know. This extra $20,000 that could have went to that kid for four years or whatever it may be, I'm going to put that in my pocket because I'm thinking about me right now, which not saying, you know, you shouldn't think about your, your, your dollars. Right. But if you say I'm going to sacrifice myself, then what am I doing? Because then you're going back to Porsche's point where you're making something out of nothing. And then you mad, too, because, you know, you're being undervalued as a as a director or, or a sponsor or a coordinator. So something is going to basically suffer. You just have to pick which one. So the bottom line is, as a person, are you willing to live with whatever decision that you make? All right. So uh, very good answer, by the way. But I'm I'm speaking from a university administrative perspective. Well, goddamn. 
<laughs> you had a you had a, a amazing answer. I, I wasn't mad at that answer, but no, from a university uh, admin perspective, from a from a university admin, it goes back again, but it goes back to that individual. If you look at the to compare the president at um, Hampton right now to some of the presidents that we've experienced, the bottom line was the money. For some of the things we experience, but for a Hampton president, he's like, I'm a, I'm a rock with these kids and support them in all of their endeavors. If you look at the president currently at Jackson State, now that's coupled with prime time that he's shouting out the boom. It's about the kids, so it all falls down onto that individual that's in that seat. So if that seat is a, in that seat, if that admin is a servant leader, then it's always going to be about the kids. It's always going to be about the calling. It's always going to be about them. But if that person in the seat is a business person, which a lot of them are, then it's going to be about that dollar. That's why I don't mind cutting 60 percent of a band's budget. Because it ain't about the kid. It's about how can I be fiscally responsible? So that's just how I look at it. It just depends on that person in their seat, bro. But the bottom line can vary from institution to institution we we see it and my, and as i think about it i look at southern southern was underfunded for years okay all right uh Portia, we just want to hear you again and just hear all the amazing thoughts you have mm -hmm. students the bottom line what's more important well honestly if you want to help that bottom line, you worry about the students because they're your best sounding board. They're your best recruiters. If they have a good experience at your university on these teams in your band program, they're going to tell people that. You bring them there, you treat them like trash, that's going to impact your university. And so I don't know that you can separate the two of these. You can try to. But logically, you need those students to help that bottom line, because if your enrollment goes down, that bottom line goes down. These two are connected. And the problem is, is that these people aren't realizing that they're connected. These band programs grow. These sports teams grow. Your university grows based on their experience. Now, if anything go wrong, they putting it on Twitter. Everybody has these social media networks. Why would I want to go there? I'll never forget a couple of years ago. I won't say the school. They close to here. We're serving moldy bread. We was like, oh, we would never do that over here. Y'all paying all that money to go to that school and they serving y'all moldy bread. We don't get moldy bread around here, you know? So, and those things happen. It was incidents, some incidences last year with some band programs. And those band programs are smaller because those kids are talking to the students that are that went to their high school and saying last year was a mess or we are experiencing these things as much of a beacon as FAMU is for black college marching band you best believe it's some parents that's like oh hell no you're not going there to be mistreated the gag is is that this is the reality for a lot of us um but you better believe that publicity that being out there is going to impact enrollment and especially in that band program, even though they sound amazing, but those things matter. So you can't separate the bottom line 
from the students. They are your best recruitment tool. And if you mistreat them, people are going to talk about it. So I don't know that one is more important than the other. They actually, there's a correlation there. And the problem is, is that these people in these administrative seats don't realize that. Okay. Uh, Maya, students, bottom line, what's more important? What I'm supposed to say. <laughs> what I'm supposed to say. It's absolutely, I mean, for sure, the students are the most important. But just like I'm saying, everybody that spoke before me, the students funnel in to the damn bottom line. Like we went, let's go back 16 conversations ago when we were jokingly saying that that Southern doesn't have to recruit no more. Why? You know what I'm saying? Like at some point in time, there comes a, a, a consensus when not even that. If you're gonna put yourself in a predicament to be in a collegiate or 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 or, or be attached to some type of student, some type of um involvement in someone's life, you have to be knowledgeable, you have to be teachable, you have to be willing to be able to put the students or whoever you're trying to come off to or be able to build and support over yourself. You have to be selfless to be in this type of situation. And the majority of people are not that. So it's absolutely students over quote unquote bottom line because the student, if you have the students, they're going to make the bottom line. If you have the students, if you have the the, the, the numbers, it's going to make the funding. It's going to come from somewhere. It's going to have to support what you got going on. It may not be pretty, but it's going to have to come from somewhere. So just like everybody said, absolutely students over bottom line. And I mean, I just I don't really know what else to add aside from what I just said. I, I, I'll say this real quick because I'll put like this, no not dropping no names, but I know a university president that has literally destroyed the bottom line because it's about them. And they're not a large institution. They're very small. Uh and they've strived to build a band program for several years and had adequate band directors there, but ran them off because it was about money. And when you have those type of uh, people in leadership, it's about the dollar. That's their bottom line. So, again, in my opinion, it's a, even though I agree with everything Portia said, it should be, you know, one hand wash the other. Then I guarantee you. When those people are are greedy for money, then that's their bottom line. And that goes to the previous question with ego, because it's about me. It's not about saving these kids' lives. It's not about helping them. It's about money. And I, how can I save myself? And Quan, and I want to bring this up again. Quan, you brought up something interesting, and, and this is, which was, which helped the segue into this particular topic. You know, there was something that you said that I did find to be true, right? When we talk about students graduating and what happens financially with those students when they graduate from certain departments versus what's happening with a music program, I also think that that has a lot to do with the funding as well, right? Which also deals with the bottom line. 
while those kids, while those band band programs are there, yeah, we're bringing a lot of uh, attention to the school. But when when you looking at when you're looking at the engineering programs or you're looking at the nursing programs, hell, when you're looking at the athletic program, there is a higher percentage of people who are graduating who are going to be uh, who are going to make fi higher finances on the other side and be able to make that university look good on that side than what it looks like on the other side. So I think there is a financial aspect to that, too. Um, so that that's kind of what I was thinking of. And I was waiting for you to kind of expound on that. Uh, but, you know, I, I know I stopped you. My bad. My fault about that, brother. But I think on the other side of that, when you look at what departments or what uh, organizations on campus are bringing in the most students, for a while that there after Norfolk State went through all of that accreditation stuff and like and everything like that, the band was recruiting more people to the school than any other entity on campus. So, you know, without at, at a college, without students, that's your biggest source of revenue. And if it was not for the band's recruitment, then where would you be? So I get what you're saying, but these a lot of these people are going out and becoming educators and keeping the, the, the art going. And so are we saying because they they don't choose to make y'all don't choose to make the kind of money you make. This is this is I think it's crazy because I couldn't do y'all job. Not one day. But, you know, I mean, it's kind of like every year it's 200 plus bandsmen. What other area is bringing in that many students to your school? So it's kind of half a dozen in one, six in the other. Like it's kind of, I mean, I see what you're saying, Julian, but who who else is recruiting a pool that large? I mean, I, I mean that's true. I don't I don't disagree with that part, but I think on the back end of that most of those people who are coming into those programs aren't graduating music majors in mass. You'll probably get a kinesiotherapy major every now and then, or, or engineering major. And I think that that's what they're looking at. Yeah. You, you bring in attention to the school and you're bringing, you're bringing, you're bringing enrollment, but in mass, the programs that are graduating, that's the ones that we're going to feed the most. And I think that that's the way that they look at it. Not, am I saying that's right? No, I'm not necessarily saying that's right or wrong. But what I am saying is I'm just I'm just saying that that may be a perspective that they're coming from. Quan, what you got? Um, oh, well, you unmuted. So I thought you. Would I'm sorry. No, no I, I agree with everything. Like, like I said, what, what Portia saying It's but it's we're we're at a dichotomy where everything that Portia saying is 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 absolutely true and right and just and fair. And what we're saying is from what we've experienced and what we know admins think with some of them, not all of them, let me know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's how, it's how some of them get down. It's like, they think they think like money moves like a business. They, they're not focusing on, you know, oh, Quan uh, Mitchell uh, in the Hobart Taylor building, you know? They're, they're not looking at it like that because we bring most exposure. Bands bring the most ex positive exposures to the university. I don't care if it's a parade, whatever the case may be. Uh, for Norfolk to be going to the Rose Bowl, you're going to have people on the West Coast thinking about Norfolk now after they see the Legion. 
You see what I'm saying? So it's like y'all about to have a whole new wave of of uh, students because I know when we did uh, Angel City Classic two years in a row and then we did Rose Bowl, we had a, a whole bunch of California students that was coming to Prairie View that was in the band those years until Prophet was passed away. And y'all about to have the same thing. They don't see it like that because they looking at dollars. But for us, we're looking at it logically like, well, if I bring 250 people every year, and if I have the money to recruit 400 band members, how much more money uh, over a, a time span of five, six years? So that means you get you get uh, your money back on the back end if you front it. I mean, so they, they just don't look at it like that. Honestly, the Legion should be the most funded thing on campus because I ain't being honest. I mean, I'm not being ugly. I haven't heard anything outside of Norfolk outside of that. I think your basketball team kind of like made it to like the little playoff, like one or two years. And then, you know, we lose in the first round. Little playoff, the little playoff. <laughs> this is like when Prairie View got, like when we, we got there and they played Duke and got smashed. I mean, it, it ain't no difference. You, you know how they get down. We but, went to the Sweet 16 and beat Mizzou. So we that won't no, no little feat. We had right. president, my president, Barack Obama, betting on, on them. And we went and smashed their little dreams. Shout out to Cal. Oh, Quinn and them. All right. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, my bad. Yeah, yeah. No, we can't talk about the Legion. See, see, uh, see, Maya, moving forward, move, moving forward, that's how we need to be. You know, I say well, something, not nah, Maya. Nah, Maya. I didn't say you couldn't talk about the Legion. <laughs> Like, I, I can't. You had the facts right about the little yeah. win we had. That, 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 you see, look, when he said it, I was like, oh, said, I, didn't, I didn't mean a little. I didn't mean a little like that, like Lil Wayne. My bad, my bad. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm saying overall, y'all know they put us against the powerhouse. Like they put Southern against Duke one year and people was like, they, they may win. Nigga, it's Duke. Shut up. It's Duke, bro. You ain't about to beat Coach K. Stop it. Stop it. I'm just saying, though. But, but yeah. I, I will say, um, I mean, all of y'all say the same thing, and I and I and I do feel this way. Like the band is the face of the university, and honestly, we're not even just talking about historical black colleges and universities. I'm sorry, I don't think about Ohio State for any other reason but the band. I'm just gonna be quite honest with you. I mean, you think about, the, you think about them Buckeyes football team, bro? That's I a think, yes. I think about their band first. Thank you. I think Ohio State been good, like good, good. Yes, I think. Yeah. I, I think they won, national, they won a national, they won the first national title. Listen to me, bro. Uh, listen, uh, playoffs. Listen, no, no, listen, bro. Did you see the did you see the drone trumpet joint that they just did? No. Nah. Oh, sh if you ain't seen it, bro. When I'm telling you, when I think Ohio, the first thing I think about is their band, bro. They just okay. did a they just did a field show where they had a drone trumpet, just a bunch of drones that filled out a trumpet. And had music notes coming out of the trumpet, bro. Yes. Yes. Innovation. Innovation at its finest, bro. Like, you got to go look at that. But what I'm saying is, like, the band is the face of the school at, at mostly any university. When I'm Like, even now, LSU and Southern. I'm sorry. I don't know too many people who's talking about the football game. Right. Now, that's true. Side note. If you haven't, go on download that Bad Rules Jigger playlist. It'll bless your soul. I got you. I got you. I got you. You are, but you already know I'm gonna do it. Uh all right, man. Let's let's go ahead and uh no, but see, that's what I'm saying. Like everybody's saying about Ohio State football team. I'm not saying that. 
I'm not saying that they're not cold, and I'm not saying that they're not like a team you don't think about. What I'm saying is most people, especially nowadays, that Ohio has become a big social media thing, people think about the band. Well, but but also here's what they do what we don't do. The football team washed the hand of the band. Because the football team is good, they also bless their band because they know – if that if that tuba dude don't dot that I for Ohio, yep. that's not like and they have certain traditions where it's like we need them there. You know what I'm saying? So I think when you operate cohesively like that, could you imagine if, if Prairie View's football team was like, well, what game are we going to? Well, we got to have a band to come with us. And as a student body, they'd be like, nah, we got to have a band come with us to support us. That would be a completely different, different type of rapport. Or if the football uh, football team, and this is just a just a thought, like Jackson State primetime song is uh, the man right you that he always walk out. If I was Jackson State, I'll play it every time he walk out. But but out. but even in what you're saying right now, when you talk about Coach Prime, like he bigs up the band, and and the football team has now, in 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 more public form, have latched on to you know, uh, supporting the band program. I mean, and, and now it's just created this big entity at Jackson State where everybody's looking at it now. Not just the football team because Coach Prime is there, but now everybody's looking at the band. So I do agree. I absolutely agree. One hand washes the other. I, I 100% agree with that. So, yeah, I think it I think it has to work in tandem like that. It should. It should. You know, um, I would love to see that, you know, happen at PV one day, you know. The football team get hyped as soon as they play entertainment tonight. You know, that would be dope. I mean, but I know it'd be halftime and they'd be trying to get their shit together. But I'm just saying. Not, enter- not entertainment tonight, but something that they add to sports. No, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just, yeah. Like, if y'all play Behold in the stands, the football team charge or something, I don't, I don't know. But Football team be in the locker room during Behold and pass and review and stuff. So it'd be tight. But I'm, but I'm just, but I'm just no, saying. I get it. Like, I get it. Yeah. It's like, like we, we, we need we. My thing is this, what Maya said earlier, when one win, we all should win. But we don't have that, again, ego. Coaches have egos too. You know, this is my thing. Y'all play softer. I mean, whatever, bro. I I have a question because I don't know this about the swag. Do y'all go to every game? Mm -mm. It works the same way. Okay, and see, I think that's crazy because especially if you're going into – these hostile environments. Like, you want somebody on your side, somebody in your corner. Like, poor little Norfolk State, they went to Marshall last week. That score was all full, but at least they would have had a whole team behind them. We would have been cheering them on and For playing. three points that they made, boy. Okay, we would have been playing a hole in that other band, so we would have came out with some kind of victory. Like, when we went to Rutgers that year, they'd be setting up these games they know we can't win. Them people was booing us when we got off the bus. And they yeah. tore a foot in our football team. By the end, they was like, y'all football team ain't never got to come back. But y'all can come back. They was clapping for us, following us to the bus. So yep. we had a win that day. I mean, that flag captain even came over there to me on the sideline and was like, how do you get your flags to go the same way? And I was like, that Don't was a different me at that time. You spin flag. You should know. <laughs> like, but a, But – but here's but, the thing, though, and, and Portia, you're absolutely right on that. But here's the thing, though. Usually when that happens, the, the football team be mad. 
because because they lost. For real? And then we getting out. Yes. I've seen that happen. The football oh, team. My bad. Man. My bad. Because they I, like, I man, thought we came I'll home with some kind of win, you know, and you had people cheering you on. No? Okay, Sorry. my bad. Football team be upset. They they getting their feelings too. All right, uh, let's go ahead and bring in the first person. He said he has to redeem himself. Bless uh, her special flag heart. Good night. Yeah. I'm <laughs> he said he got to redeem himself, man, uh, after he didn't smitted himself twice. I think Quan counted three times. Let's bring in Mike, brother Scarfinger. What's going on, bro? Okay. <clears throat> One thing, but um, there is still a video on YouTube of Rutgers fans talking about the Legion while they were leaving, and they are t- they are talking as if that was the best thing they have ever seen in their lives. It probably was, but um, I've I've seen that video several times. It's still on YouTube. Um, two, let's talk about last week. I said in the I said in the chat I got a phone call from my daughter. And if you if you look at the if you if you look at the chat replay, I had stopped talking long before she showed up because I got a phone call from my child. I was being a good dad. I was being a good dad. And all of a sudden now and I muted the show and then I saw her up there. So right when I got off the phone, I went back to listen to what she had to say. And then, like, y'all were bigging her up. She was talking about the Lord and all that kind of stuff. And I felt weird, you know, like, I didn't want to insert my ignorance. And, yes, I said it right, ignorance. I didn't want to insert my ignorance in in her moment. That was her moment. Y'all were giving, y'all were, y'all were showing her love. And I, I did, like, after that, I was just kind of like, nah, dog, that's probably not a good look for you. Um so I let her have her moment and I didn't want to insert my ignorance, but I did go back and I, I did watch it and I still feel the same about the situation. I just want to know, since you're doing all this talking, did you shoot your shot? That was never the point. I didn't tell him to call her. I got a situation like what? He was talking. Cash. My, my situation don't care nothing about band. So I can be on here and I can talk all the shit I want. But um, <laughs> so so, but like that was never actually going to be a thing. I was never going to shoot any shots. I was just saying how I felt about the situation, and mostly I was saying that because that was a more interesting conversation than PV's show. That is what I was saying. That conversation was more imp- was more entertaining than PV's actual show. When we were all in the chat talking about it because PV show was so boring. It didn't do nothing for Say it us. again because you you feeling that. Say that. <laughs> Bro, he, he is I'm trying to be funny. I'm 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 holding all my professionalism, right? <laughs> like that that conversation in the chat was was way more entertaining than PV's actual show. Sorry. I'm sorry to say that. You can feel how you feel about it, but is what it is what it is to me and the people that were in that chat. I was on Bandhead Network, we were watching it live, and that's exactly how we all felt. Like we were talking about that instead of talking about the actual show. We had nothing for that show. Also, yeah. the show was the show was facing the other way, so that's another situation. 
That look before 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 you get on before you say whatever it is you got to say for today's topic. Let me clarify this. A lot of people saw that show from the from the back. Yeah. If you saw that show from the front, sound wise, I went that back show and, was great. I went back and watched it later. They sound they sound they sound, they sound great. They sound great. I mean, except for you know that fifth against Texas. Um, boy, that one that one trumpet. Um. Listen, um, he, he put on his cape uh, and completely messed up a fifth quarter by himself. Um, and in 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 even with even with Texas Southern, the the baritones breaking as much as they did, that that one trumpet just kept standing out every time PV played something, and it was just. It was distracting at, at a point. It was just absolutely distracting. And you couldn't pay attention to anything else that was going on. First of all, the arrangements. <laughs> but second of all, um, like you you just couldn't not notice him. This is like that dude was like the FedEx arrow. Once you notice it, you can't unnotice it. I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree, but okay. I mean, I I because what you're saying, what you're saying. And and like I said, I'm I'm a respectfully disagree. But the reason why I'm because what you're saying is everything that they played, he was the cause of them sounding bad. That's literally what I'm hearing. No, I just said he stood. Maybe out I so maybe I, I interpret it wrong. Did I interpret no, that no, wrong? I think I think he stood out so much that we were paying attention to him, as opposed to paying attention to the rest of the band. Okay, so I, I respectfully disagree. But okay. okay, I'm trying. I'm okay. I'm I'm I've been trying. I'm just. Being respectful, you know. What you I'm know saying? I'm gonna show up and be ignorant. You know I, I, I don't go I, there. I, well, I, hold I, up. Before I, we get too ignorant, <laughs> I, I don't believe I, I use that word. Week. That's what I was about to say. Before but this we, week, this week, talking. the only thing I said was I didn't think band was a sport because I mean I don't know of any sport that is not that doesn't have official rules and doesn't have a score and an official winner. That's the only yeah. thing I said. Yeah, but I we have we have unofficial rules though. Like if we just, if we don't, if we don't, so well, hold on, just, 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 just hear me out. So it's kind of like this. So, like you just said that TSU basically won against Purview. Okay, cool. That's 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 your opinion. You have a right to that. So that the masses and some of the things that we complain about is the masses makes unofficial winners. That's why Julian has always say we need to have certain specific things adjudicated, like Honda, uh, National Battle Bands. So it is a winner. And so I, I truly believe that. I believe that we should have adjudication because right. that will, that will actually make it so that we don't think that Southern won everything. Yeah, but but that okay. Anyway, my whole point is though, but it's kind of like you're contradicting yourself. You just said that basically somebody was better. Texas Southern was better than Prairie. That's your opinion. Cool. Mm -hmm. So because you feel that way, that's the you declared a winner. Just but because, I'm, but I'm not any. I'm not anything official. I'm not. I'm not anything official. I'm not. You know. I'm just a. I'm just a dude on the internet. Like I'm and, and a, that matters. You know, I'm trying to be funny, if, if, but if that's the case, that matters. Then it's a sport, though, bro. Like, okay, and yeah, I, I mean, and I look. I listened to everything that y'all had to say. All I was saying was that was my reason. That was my reason for saying that it's not a sport. And then when you talked about cheerleading and stuff like that, yes, cheerleaders compete against each other when they're at the games and stuff like that. But they have actual competitions that are judged. 
when we have like Honda and the Natty and stuff like that, it's not actually judged. And I know that's something that you want. It's something that you think should happen, but it's not. It's not so, judged. So no me, one, no one officially. Just one, one, one thing, one thing, and I'm gonna let you go. Good. All right. So in El Paso, there was a judge competition between historically black colleges and university bands. Um, I know it was Prayer View there. I know it was, I think it was Valley was there. I think Alcorn. Alcorn was there. That was an adjudicated event. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what year it was, but I know Honda also declared a winner. So in that regard, now can we call band a sport? Yes. Okay, there we go. So band is a sport. Okay, it's a question. I mean, I, I'm a literal person. I'm sorry to cut you off, Quan. I'm a literal person, okay? And I analyze and reanalyze everything. The actual definition of sport makes us a sport. It says an activity involving physical we, we exertion this already. and a skill in which an individual team competes against each other or others for entertainment. Not that there's a score. For entertainment. Physical exertion, you after that eight-minute show, and if you said, like Houston, 10, 12 minutes, you exerted as hell, okay? That's a sport. And skill. It takes skill to do this. So why it's not a sport? I just got two questions. We just, we just, we just said that it was right. We just said that it was, but also Maya read that definition already, like a while ago. You won't hear. It. See, I wasn't even here. That's my girl. Okay, that's my girl. All right. So I just got two. I just got two questions. So if that's the case, before we declare that it's officially a sport, would you have considered DCI a sport? Yes. So that's banned, right? So I was talk. I was talking about basically HBCU. I wasn't. But, just, I was, but like you, you told me there was there was a competition. It was judged. Someone won. No, 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 no. But but no, but like, but that's banned. That's that's still banned. It's just a different form of ban. And but they have actual judges. They compete and they have they like they they have trophies and shit. Like what are we talking about here? So, so we gotta have a <laughs> like what, because because that, because if that's the case, the trophy for Honda is a check. But don't, hey, but, but don't everybody get a check? Everybody gets one, yeah. Everybody get an exhibition trophy too. Okay. But everybody doesn't get a ring though for DCI though. That's but what I'm saying. Somebody got a, somebody got a ring. They won. Yeah, but somebody got a ring. They won. Everybody get a check for for and, Honda, and, and they're all judged. All Hondas weren't weren't judged, but they had some that declared a winner though. Yeah. So, but what? I, Okay, if, and they, if they declare if they declare the winner, it's a sport, right? That's what we just yeah we, we, we just said we, we just said we just said we tried on that. Wait, let me ask my second question. He, he keep asking me questions about the same shit we already settled. So yeah, I don't we, understand. we settled that. We settled that. <laughs> oh, okay. This 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 is my last question. Did you march college band? I did not. I I wasn't allowed to march. Oh, uh, okay. But I but I have I have family members that were, and. You know, I I know all about the process, except for I can't I I don't know very much about the process of my cousin becoming KK Sai at Norfolk because of course all of that stuff is secret. Um, but I know I know pretty much everything else. Did you experience it? I did not experience it, but I you know I am aware, and I understand, and I say I never I never was trying to discredit what you do, how difficult 
and everything that goes into it is. I never said that. All no, no, I said not, was no, all I said I'm, was all I said was you know if it I don't know of any sports that are not judged and there's not a clear winner because on on a week to week basis we are declaring the winners and we are not official. We don't, there's no specific rule set for this. Everybody has their own definition of what they wanted to hear and how they wanted everything to how they how they wanted everything to go. So but big like bro, but big so, bro, you're doing the same thing though. I know I'm just what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not any different than anybody else, but I'm just saying that I don't I don't feel like my opinion really counts for much. I just come up here and talk shit, but I don't feel like my opinion really counts for anything. He, I just he, he is the resident crap talker. I will definitely say that. He, and he does a really good job at it. I, I, I 100% give him his flowers for, for his crap. He does a great, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't had a, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the tune shirt. Uh, that one, if it wasn't for him, because he was talking crap. So I do want to give him, give, give this brother Scarfinger his flowers, man. Uh, and, and just and um um a perfect example of the outside looking in. You are correct, but it wasn't because I didn't have the skill. I'm actually pretty nice with the sticks. I played trumpet for a little bit. I was trash at trumpet. Um, it wasn't well, because I don't. with me and you, I would smoke your ass like a pack of cools. And you are you are correct. You are correct because you have you had more training than me. I'm drum set trained. I that too. That too. Talk about my goddamn school. <laughs> no, it ain't, it ain't my fault. My man went for broke. Like he he did the thing. <laughs> anyway. He did his thing. But um, but yeah, outside looking in, it wasn't it wasn't that I don't have the skill or you know I wasn't allowed. My dad didn't see any value in music. Mm. I had to take ROTC instead of getting in band. That's fair. And, and I went to Mintville out of the way. So like. Yeah. That's right. I didn't want to be in that band another way. Um, so that's that that just is what it is. All right, brother Scarfinger, man. I appreciate you for coming in and 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 setting well, I'm trying to get at me in the chat happened at, at oh last week, brother. We appreciate you. You say what? Quan trying to get at me in the chat. <laughs> All right, man. We appreciate right. you, man. Peace, y'all. I'm 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 glad I had a chance to nah, man. I, 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 I was all... being a I was being a good dad last week. I, well, I, I was hey, I was not trying to that's 100 hey, yeah, important yeah absolutely my yes. child my child just started high school it was it's rough out here in these streets oh yeah I know I get you I, <laughs> <laughs> all right peace all out right, have a good one bro oh lord all right big face hey man I this the uh yeah good job Borsha I'm so proud of you I'm so proud God is still working in me. You working. me. Listen, listen. I'm so proud of you. You know, this is these are the moments I'm proud of myself. You know. Oh my gosh, I'm so proud. She was boy. She was biting. She kept it on me. She wanted to hit that unmute button like 20 times. Uh, let uh, let's bring this new brother into the room. I see him all the time, uh, especially on uh, uh, you and Maya and Sean show. Uh, you see, I want to make sure I say you see dance. What's going on? You see dance. How you doing? Hey, how are y'all doing? Good. Welcome. Welcome. What you got for us? So, uh, two things. Um, I don't have any swag. I was none of that. I didn't watch in college. I wanted to, but I chose PWI for 
my personal reasons, but they gave a better package overall, and I'm all about the money. So, um, but neither here nor there. Um, I'm a band geek by by nature. I've coached. Uh, I still, well, kind of on a retirement year this year, but I've been coaching for the last couple of years, uh, mainly auxiliary. Uh, but I've worked with some of the greats here in Dallas. I'm in Dallas. Uh, I've worked with some of the greats here in Dallas and have come up under some of the greats here in Dallas as well. So um, even working with mass band and stuff. So I'm definitely into all the conversations on all ends of the spectrum. But my to get to the point, and thank y'all for letting me on the platform, but to get to the point, um, my question is more coming from the uh, secondary high school world going into the collegiate world. Um, my question is more of, or maybe my statement, um, I know in my experience coming from where I've done coaching wise with auxiliary, because that's mainly what I've coached. Um, I've had to buy stuff, uniforms, flags, poles, everything. Like I probably have about three to five thousand dollars worth of equipment sitting in my garage right now, um, from my experience. Hitting the topic of what you're saying as far as the band and the support and the finances, how do we and I guess I, I got my own answer because I've promoted a lot of people to go to HBCUs, but I want to hear what y'all have to say. How do we promote our kids to want to go to the HBCUs? Because I've sent several. I have some out there now. But not only promote them, but to show them it's more than just them having a good time and promoting their art or their love of the art. Because there's only a few schools that I can name off the top of my head that actually gives uh, scholarships decent enough to the instrumentation part of it, but also even scholarships to the, uh, the auxiliary part of it. Um, and I know there's a few schools I've sent some members to because they do give great scholarships um, and help them promote for that school. But going to some of these bigger name schools where scholarships may be scarce or resources may be scarce or whatever the case may be, how do we promote that? Because I've been promoting a lot of HBCUs, sending kids to HBCUs, and it's kind of like one of those catch-22s where it's like you want them to go have the experience, but I also want you to get the education and the money off of the, off of the same part. If I know there's a better package for you, I'm always promote the better package because I want you to get the best deal 360. And that's kind of how I look at it. So that's kind of my statement question, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, well, um, I, I'll tell you from my perspective, my students, I've always told them, you know, being at a historically black college and university is, is one hell of an experience that I probably will never, ever in life take back. But I will always tell my my students to go to the place that service services them best academically. That's just how I am. You know, um, that's how I am. That's how that's how I've always been, because at the end of the day, when you get that degree, you still have to go and get a job. You know, yes, we want to be able to to do what we do and support our universities and all that kind of stuff. But when you graduate, you got to get a job and then you're not going to graduate in your slack hours. Or your MEAC hours. I don't even know if MEAC hours is a thing. But I can tell you right now, we wouldn't talk about no damn MEAC hours in the MEAC. But you're not going to graduate in that. And nobody's going to give a dang, you know, to, you know, per whatever you graduate in about where you march. They're going to look at where your degree came from. So typically with my students and my past students, I've always told them that make the best decision that's going to uh, produce the best outcome on the back end. Now, if you want to just talk specifically band. I've also had different conversations with my students. Some of my students were like, well, Mr. Luke, I get what you're saying, but I still want to do blah, blah, blah. I say, okay, well, you got an option. Well, here's your options. Option number one, go to the HBC that you want to go to. You know, 
Um, and I tell them, you know, the ebbs and the flows of that HBCU. You might get like anybody who comes to me. I am not a biased person. You know, I would love to send every student that I've ever had to Norfolk State, but that's just not going to happen. Right. Because I'm also a realist. I'm not me being in Texas. I'm not going to say tell a kid, hey, you should go to Norfolk State and be in the band when I know that the scholarships aren't as great. I just know that. So I'm not going to allow them to be able to to go there and then struggle because the truth of the matter is I came from Texas and went to Norfolk State and I struggled. I did because wasn't much bread being given out. And a lot of a lot of the stuff that Doc was getting and no, you know, no shade on Doc. He was a lot of that stuff was in there was loans and grants, mostly loans. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to give a kid bad advice like that. I'm going to say, go to the place that's going to service you best, but you can still have your your great experience. You know, um, just because you go to HBCU that may get cranked on a lot of times don't mean you won't have a great experience. I mean, that's just the truth. You know, um, on average, we smashed uh, Howard quite a few times, but you can't tell a person from Howard that they wasn't having a great time in that band program. You just can't. So my point is, you know, uh, tell them to go somewhere that's going to service them. Now, here's the other thing that I usually tell my kids. If you want to go to an HBCU, that's fine. Go there, get your experience, and then transfer. I've seen people do that too. Get your experience that you want to have at that historical black college and university. And then if you feel like that's not service, servicing you the way you need to be serviced as far as uh, academically or whatever, transfer to the, the school you want to go to. And that may be a PWI, but you can't, but then you will be able to say that you did get that experience. So I, I tell kids all, all a gamut of, of things because every kid is not the same. Every, every kid is not going to process one bit of information one way. And so I always like to give kids options to let them be able to navigate through life themselves and make the best decision that they, they need to make. Now, there have also been times where I have sat down with kids and I've researched certain schools that they wanted to go through and say, this school ain't the best for you because of your major. This school is blah, blah, blah. These are the options that you should pick. You should probably take it home to your parents and make a decision or blah, blah, blah. Or that's usually what I do. So that's my process. I could be completely pissed wrong about that. But I know that in the end, I've always my, my kids have always thanked me for just being able to have that conversation with them and give them those options. And, and they felt better about making those decisions. So that was just me. I don't know if Quan or Portia, you got anything to add to that. I'm different. <laughs> I want all our people to go to HBCU. And then you can go and get whatever you get. Like my line sister, okay, she is the smartest person I've ever met. She left Norfolk State and went to NYU and got a master's in social work and in counseling. And then she went on to Hofstra and got a master's degree in um, journalism. And so I, from the right age, from the HBCU, how well you do can take you anywhere. I, you know, I'm just getting my master's degree and I made great money at my job, but I did well at Norfolk State. And then, you know, I've built myself up in my career and showed them what I could do. Um, you call me at work. I'm a totally different person because it's about how you execute. I, is a HBCU for everybody? Absolutely not. 
but I knew that it was what was for me. Um, especially, I mean, all of my, my, like all of my, my mom, my grandmother, everybody in my family went to an HBCU and they built great lives for themselves. Now that's not for everybody, but I kind of in my mind wanted to take care of home first. Um, and that's not everybody's approach, but it was made for my people, you know, and I, I just, I don't know that I could have flourished. I could do it now. I'm getting my master's at a PWI and I'm doing great. But 18 years old, the person I was would not have survived at ODU. I would not have survived, you know, somewhere else. When I started falling off, my teacher was like, saw me in the hallway, like, girl, what's going on? This ain't, this. I've read your last paper. This is not your work ethic. I don't know what you're doing. My line sister, one of my other line sisters was a pre-nursing major and it was a class she needed and she went and took it at ODU and it was 300 people in her class and half the time if she got there late, she couldn't sit down. So, you know, she struggled. And so that didn't, you know, and not to say that she couldn't make it at ODU, it was just a totally different atmosphere. And so you just have to, you do, to Luke's point, you have to do what's best for you. But that experience I got at Norfolk State, and I'm going to tell you how my teacher in that sociology department will rip my paper to shreds, that helped me. So now I'm not struggling in this master's program. I'm flying through this. And now they got this thing called Grammarly. I don't even know how anybody is failing at anything because... It does most of the work for you. I don't know how these kids are struggling. But when they first told me about it, I was like, excuse me? And literally, the papers that I'm submitting have so few errors in it. I get emails from them weekly like, you were killing it this week. You had higher numbers than 98% of the submissions. And I'm like, well, what in the world? But they ripped us to shreds because we were at an HBCU. And they wanted us to be able to go out in the world and represent the institution well. So I'm killing it all these years later, you know? So I I am pro HBCU. I know it's not for everybody, but I am as many people as we can funnel to these institutions to keep them going because they, they were started because nobody else would take us. You know what I'm saying? So that in my mind is why I wanted to go to an HBCU. Everybody has it's different strokes for different folks, but as many people as I can funnel, I can funnel. Now, let me say this from the auxiliary coach perspective. Part of that is having, and here we go, talking about having the people in place. There was not a lot of people that was auxiliary back then getting money. It's still not a lot now, but it's all about how you advocate. You got to have somebody in that seat, you know, to say, I ain't asking for 10 G's, but I got a situation where this girl needs $2,000. Can you meet that need? Now, I don't expect that, the, you know, I don't anytime soon that auxiliary will get what everybody else is getting, but we should be able to advocate for the fill in the gap. You know what I'm saying? At least, at the very least. I'm not saying that I agree with that, but I do advocate for my girls. If there's a need there, um, and that's how I approach it. But I'm pro HBCU and I'm pro, I need my girls. So you're going to help them out. 
Uh, I'm just be real quick. I'm when it comes for me, I am very, very much so pro HBCUs. I think for HBCUs, it teaches us how to love yourself. Uh, it teaches you how that when you sit at the table with other cultures, how you can be in a room with everybody else, but still accept who you are as an African American. Um, and it also honestly holds you accountable and gives you a push that you can accomplish and do anything. Now you're going. The truth is you're going to endeavor through something at HBCU. That's just period. However, what I do believe is the HBCU culture has a spirit from our ancestors that teaches you tenacity like none other. Um, I've experienced both as well. Two times over, I went to HBCU and I also went to two PWIs as well. Uh, and in those experiences, even when um, some of my assignments were not the greatest, you have this weight on you that you feel like I represent this historical black college that makes you want to do better because there's not a lot of us um, that are attaining master's degree or terminal degrees. And then those terminal degrees or master's degrees a majority at a PWI. So we represent them. So that may be their first time hearing about a Prairie View or Norfolk or wherever. Um, but overall exposure is what uh, is going to motivate your kids to attend those universities. Um, exposure. And that's why college trips are important for them to see the fun side, but allow them to talk to the students that attend as well as talk to the professors. How they going to get down? Because I did have a professor that called my mama. Like she was like, hey, yeah, he messing up and he about to fail out. And I know you don't want to go back to New Orleans. And I was like, and my mama was like, put him on the phone. You're not going to have a lot of teachers like that. If that was a PWI, I would have just failed. I was another number. Oh, y'all remember what happened to that, that young kid? Nah, because they're already moved on to the next. At HBCU, they build relationships now. Um, but also have them research. Do they have their major? And how many graduates are graduating from that program? And how much money are they making? Like I actually have a senior checklist that all my students have to do. And then they have to tell me, are right, you want to go to preview? What's the acceptance of uh, admissions process? OK, what's your major going to be? OK, well, they don't have your major there. So you might not want to go to that institution, even though it's an HBCU. So going, you know, walk through that process with them. And like we're here to help. We can share your information as well. Um, our information with you as well, because I do promote HBCUs. But I'm that type of person like Luke, go out of bag it. Because a lot of the kids that I service are first generation college students as well. So we have to be cognizant is, is that as well. But also email some of those directors how much you'll be willing to give my my dancer student. Hey, this is her, his or her audition tape. How much you, are you willing? And then negotiate with some of these band directors because it's doable. It's out there. I don't know what. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, as soon as Quan finished, it was like light off. I was like, God dang, all right. All right. When the call come through, I did have two statements real quick, and then I'm done. If y'all will let me uh, say it, but thank y'all all for the advice. Uh, it's good stuff because I try to get knowledge from different people because it is different with each university and each institution to try to send somebody somewhere. Um, and I've been successful, but I'm always looking for new ways to do what I do. Uh, my two comments real quick, and I'm done. Uh, comment one. Um, I wanted to say that uh, for everything I touched on tonight, definitely agree with it. But just just wanted to say, I think Tuskegee really hit the foundation because I've been saying similar things I talked about tonight um, with some of the local band directors here in Dallas that I've been talking about about certain things. And I really believe that you have to somewhat times sit out 
to get the results that you want. That's just my two cents. It, take it or leave it. The other thing I want to say was in reference to Brother Scarfinger before me. Um, when it comes to the PVTSU game, I was there, and I actually said right above TSU, uh, supporting one of my one of my students over there. And I don't believe it was a. I've said, I've heard a lot of different people's statements, and everybody's opinion is theirs. But a lot of people trying to say it was a massacre was definitely not that. PV sounds amazing, and their volume is very rich. They gave what PV gives, but it, if you stand in front of PV, you will feel them. That's just my statement. I think when it comes to that, when it comes to PVT issue battle or statement that he made, I think it really just comes down to song selection and arrangement, what your preference is, because both bands really did well at the game. I don't think there was one. I was right in front of PV getting all their full sound, and I was right above TSU in PV stands hearing uh hearing what TSU provided as well and both bands did well I really think it comes down to arrangement and song selection what is your preference because neither band was to me hit or miss I think both did well for the first game out the season that's all thank y'all so much yeah no problem and and before you go uh I, I do want to say that that's that's really what I said at the beginning when we, when we first started talking about it I think it's one of those situations where you just got to be there you know uh, because I do agree when you're in front of Prairie View and, and it, this used to happen even while we were there, you know, they would get, they would be people who would be online who would be like, man, Prairie View sounds like this. And then you, people would get in front of them and they'd be like, God damn. Like, you know, so I, I do think there is that, 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 pat, that, that part of that, that I think a lot of people miss out or just miss. And, and I think that we relate only to the clip. So I definitely agree with you, man. Uh, but no, I appreciate you, man. And and you say you in the Dallas area. I know you said you were talking to those band directors. I was a DISD band director. At, yeah, at, <laughs> yeah, yeah, at a time. So uh, I know what it's like talking to some of those directors sometimes. <laughs> I know what's going on in them districts. I know what's going on in the band room. So just keep talking to them and try to do your best to try to get through them as much as possible, man. And, and that's the way it changes affected. Um, and I think Quan put his information in the uh the private chat so if you ever want to reach out to him uh also if you ever want to just reach out to us you can um, hit up our email as well so either one of those and and if you hit up an email like we can i can easily filter it out to anybody who it needs to go to but appreciate you man i definitely appreciate you i see you in everything that we do so appreciate you 100 percent. no problem thank you y'all have a good night you have a blessing all right uh the man the myth the legend no, i ain't gonna say that he ain't a Ain't no myth and no legend, but he's definitely part of the family. Uh, what's going on, Justin? What's going on, brother? <laughs> I thought he was gonna fall asleep. What's up? I was, but nah. Uh, great show, y'all. I'm joking that skull finger. I don't care what you said. You folded. Ah, uh, you folded. You folded. You folded. Did you came on this thing. You got scared and you folded. That's what I. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> For real, man. But uh, um, this was a great first week of battle. Yeah. Um, I do agree with y'all. I didn't. I didn't go to the. I wanted to go to the Texas Southern and PV um, game, but I thought that PV was gonna put the band at the end of the stadium, and I wasn't feeling that. But when I seen the clips, I was like, "Damn, I could have went to that game." But I went to Alabama State and Miles, and it was a, a good game. PV Texas Southern first. Um, people cap. Texas Southern did what they had to do. Some arrangements was sticking. They played together. Everything was good. They kicked ass. But PV wasn't as bad as people trying to make them. You know what I'm saying? I do understand what Scarfinger was talking about. That one trap. Somebody in that trumpet section was tripping, but it wasn't like that detrimental to what it was doing, if you ask me. And I love this direction that PV going in. They going in a direction of 
we're actually showing y'all we can use all these people that we have. That's what it sound like to me. You know what I'm saying? So just my two cents. And it was lit on some shit. So I'm like, this week one, I'm I'm expecting them to beat the shit out of somebody throughout the season. You know what I'm saying? From that performance that they gave. It just to me, Tech Sutton was the better bad. And when people didn't when when bad, people just cap when they say that. I watched it from different angles or whatever, but I know being that in person is a different thing. That's what that's um I didn't, I'm, I got stuck. I got everything happened to me bad this weekend. I stuck at the airport. Lightning struck my hotel. Yeah, I did. Everything. Right. I was talking about the fire alarm went off. They reimbursed the whole hotel their money. I was trying to go to, I was trying to fly from Birmingham to Ohio to go watch the Central State and damn uh, Winston-Salem game. You know, nobody go to the small school. I was trying to show some love, but I got stuck in the damn weather. But Miles, a smaller band this year, and they got a big ass sound, and they do sound good. I'm gonna post that fifth product tomorrow. I'm looking at this weather, I might not be going to Southern Heritage this week because it's like no rain. Um, out of a mistake though, they living like that fool. Like I, I was a non-believer. I was telling the kids on the sideline, I'm like, y'all did okay last year. I need, I need to see something. You see them trombone? They living like that. I can't wait to somebody do a damn comparison video. Luke, you need to do that. A comparison video of this Silk Sonic. I got everybody playing. I got two from National Battle Band. I got them. Let me let you know. This Trumbull's over there saying that Silk Sonic song. So uh, that's, that could be a, a comparison you can do on the channel, Luke. Um, they're living like that. Uh, so I, I know my lane. I stay in my lane. But you never know. Somebody somebody might join the, the network. They'll just be like, hey, that's what we're doing. If they do, hey, I'm going to welcome it. I think so. Uh, I think it's even done. But uh, cause I'm I deal with man, this in trombone just outrage any baritone tubas was humping. What I wanted to say, Southern and Florida Memorial, Florida Memorial uh, sound good. I don't care what nobody say. You know what I'm saying? It's just you brought a knife to a gunfight, and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? We used to fight with knives. They sound good. They ain't trying to do nothing. They wasn't used to doing, and they sounded damn good. And Southern just, oh my God, Jesus, <laughs> people ain't be playing with. But uh, yeah, man, it was a, a good overall uh weekend of band. Watch the whole damn battles. I don't know what I'm doing this weekend. Not because I ran in Memphis. Hey, Justin. But, that skin I'm in. That southern. You know, like, you know what? Let's go to PV. Um, that skin I'm in. I think that I feel the direction it was going in. People try to say like, "Why y'all try to do?" Because southern, it, it just looked bad when southern played theirs that way. But I liked something about it. I just feel like it just needed to be executed a little better. Like. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm kind of like, I'm going to get on the PV train this, this semester because I'm believing in them. You know what I'm saying? And everybody trying to give them flag because I'm thinking like this. I'm looking at this schedule. They seen Texas Southern. They're going to see them no more. They're going to see Southern. And, you know, Southern on Southern. But what the rest of y'all going to do? That's what, that's, that's what I'm looking like. You know what I'm saying? It's a long season. I don't know if they're traveling or not, but we'll see. But uh, that's what I'm mean, really like. That moonlight, though. What that moonlight. Yeah, so. So, real quick. Uh, and then just I'm, I'm gonna let you uh finish up, but real quick, fun fact a lot of people don't realize that skin I'm in, we played in 2012. The same one PV played 2012 Shreveport Classic against Southern. Well, 2012 was a hard year, bro. Was a hard year, it may have been a hard year. I'm just letting you know we played it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go check it out, but I like, I like, I mean, listen, I was listening to people talking like. What is y'all? Sometimes, listen, I'm one to talk shit, you know what I'm saying? But 
some of the comments I'm they did yeah, I'm not be granted. They did do the damn thing. I'm not just not taking away from Tech Center because that whatever song that was Devon wrote, that might be song of the of of the year so far right now. That damn that damn arrangement, whatever. But back to the egos. That arrangement, that arrangement was sweet. But go ahead. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. So I'm gonna wait for some of the top that because we don't know. But the band director the egos thing y'all talking about. Um, I think this may sound weird, but I think a part of that ego thing comes from. Uh, social media too, you know what I'm saying? So like a lot of band directors act like they don't listen to social media, what people are saying, but in today's time, I feel like you have to have some kind of ear to the streets. Um, and y'all was saying how it could be detrimental to the program, if I'm not mistaken, like that's what I, that's what I took from it. Um, I think it's okay to have a, a ego if you definitely could back it up, you know what I'm saying? Because I think it only looks, it gets looked down upon when you got this high and mighty ego with your band not don't your are you living off the band's legacy if that makes sense you know what i'm saying so i don't have a problem with band directors having the ego as long as they can like back it up pound for pound you know what i'm saying so that's my thoughts on that what y'all think i mean i think oh go ahead go on oh no i was, I was just saying like I, I don't feel like you have room in my opinion you have room for ego like put it on the field like, i i think it should be a sense of like when you sit in that in that seat as a band director, I feel like we've lost a sense of professionalism. You got to realize, in my opinion, that's the highest seat of all for us for HBCUs. That's the highest seat that you can get for an HBCU band director. And so you're inspiring a next generation. And I think some of the problem is with social media, we're inspiring the next YouTube arranger. We're aspiring the next one to kind of be like Suge Knight. You don't want your band director to be in, you know, in the camera, come to such and such university. When that that that's cool to to niggerdom, you know, to us clowning, but that's but that's not but that's not professional. Like you like it's it's a time and a place for that. I, I really appreciate, and I can say this what uh brother Kelvin at LSU and what Kedrick is doing. There's crap being talked. Of, of course, you know, this this is a big event that's taking place in Baton Rouge this weekend. But both of them was like, hey, we appreciate each other. Both of us are, are SWAC graduates. Both of us are HBCU graduates. And it's a way that we have to carry ourselves because now this limelight is bigger than just our people. So if they see us going back and forth, y'all smash LSU. It's kind of like it goes back to two black men arguing when there are two professionals at higher academic institutions. So it's like we have to carry ourselves a different way. So it's like like we got to pick and choose our battles. Let, let the people speak for us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why God bless you, Justin. You could brag on me when I'm a band director at the college level and I could text you. Hey, yeah, you did see that. But I ain't going to be able to put that on. If I show you my text mail, it's crazy you say that like that. And that's crazy. Yeah, y'all, y'all absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. you, 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 and so, so, so you got to move like that because you don't know what sponsor I may be ruining by, you know, acting stupid on 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 the internet. Like you don't know what bridge you may burn. Be like, yeah, I mean, I was thinking about it, but look how he acting. Man, so I think this, like what they're doing and what they're speaking to each other, first of all, they're two black men. Like I say, both of them graduated out, out of the swag. Both of them are frat brothers. And what Calvin did a step further, he posted a picture 
of the late great band director of LSU and Dr. Greggs to be like, this is what's in our front office. Stop trying to make you like a north side, south side, Baton Rouge type thing. Y'all could do that, but we not. But, now, I, mean, we I, think, but I think that was, and you said what I was going to say uh, before you started talking. I think that a lot of the issue right now is just the fact that back in the day, even when there was this quote unquote beef, there was a professionalism, but they, they were friends. Those directors were friends. Like they, they would talk whatever crap or whatever, or, you know, leave it on the 50 or leave it on the field. But at, at the end of the night, they'd be at the same crib drinking and having a great, great time. You know what I'm saying? Where it, it's like, now it's like, I really don't like you. So I, I really do appreciate what and you bringing that up. I do appreciate what Kelvin and Kendrick are doing because it's showing not only the solidarity between two band programs, but it's also showing that two black people can can be leaders and exist. And we can also, you know, be be cordial and be professional. I also think that and I've seen this go bad. Some of these kids can't. They take this stuff literal like you'll never see Bethea on social media saying anything crazy you know he might talk a little trash a little bit on a live or something but he don't really go in but there are some band directors who do and then it leads to physical altercations at a battle of the bands because you've been talking junk on the internet all week so they hyped up and they really don't like people they don't even know because you've been talking junk, creating memes and whole videos about this other school. To me, you should have been using that time to practice, but that's just my opinion. You got a lot of time on your hands to be shooting whole videos about this battle of the bands. But people, these kids don't know how to filter that stuff. Like they, like we was, we talk cold trash about Virginia State and all these other schools that we used to battle. But I have friends that marched at these schools during this time that I'm still cool with. It was about the business, but it wasn't beef. These kids take this shit literal now, and they really want to fight. And they make us all look crazy, because then we all on World Star, and these supposed to be colleges. But y'all ain't here fighting over some band. No. He always do that. You put yourself on mute, man. You talking. I, I I get your point, but I have a a, a question. Or basically, a, a suggestion. I don't know what it is going to be. Listen, um, <laughs> with Drumline, you know what I'm saying? I know I look at Drumline as the ultimate band movie. And I'm sorry, I was a, I was more of a fan of Maurice Brown, drum um, band director, his shit talking, than I was Dr. Lee. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't that, that, that much of a problem over there with him. So I guess... The band directors that do, he had ego, correct, right? Big ego. So what was so what was so not wrong with him getting away with it? You know what I'm saying? Versus the band directors now. Well, uh, let me let me let me say this. I mean, you brought up that movie, and I, I I've been saying it since since that movie came out, and I really started saying it too once I became a director. It that movie was more a harm than good and a curse because. Yes, there was exposure to historically black colleges and universities and bands and blah, 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 blah. But there was so much happening in that movie that actually made band worse. And that example to me, me. that example to me is exactly what you're talking about, what we're talking about. I can can, can, realize that from a a drumline perspective, 
because yeah. you had you did you had literal Devin Miles kids coming up thinking, well, I'm gonna just chop and I'm not gonna learn how to read because they're gonna accept me anyway because I'm cold. Like what happens in drum nowadays. Bro, I'm telling you, that, and, they got, that, and they got glazed once they once they once they got there too. That movie did more right. harm than good. Don't get me wrong. Oh no, man! I it say, was some, hey, listen, was some good things coming out of that, but it was also some bad things. And you actually, I think it did more than one of the bad things. Like I that. don't think it was bad though. He was a lit band director. He was. He he brought the, he the was, flavor to the movie though. But, but, listen, but, but did you do you realize? Do you realize what actually happened? in that relationship with those two. Because if you go and pay attention to the movie, at first, he was Dr. Lee's assistant. So then what- And he starts picking that ass, picking that ass, that. Whatever. But what I'm saying is he was his assistant (laughs) and then got a job as a leader at another university. And now I don't like you. Like that, that is an issue because that is perpetuating a stereotype that we don't need within our band programs as headband as black headband directors we don't need that kind of thought process going through well once i get my own band then i can just talk shit to this dude and not like him but we work together if it wasn't for that man he he probably wouldn't even have some of the information that he would have to lead that other program prime example i get what you saying luke i was this justin when brian left everybody was kind of like making the rift between Brian and Texas Southern. And the first thing after, I think, the Southern game, uh, Southern played TSU, Kedrick was like, man, congratulations to my little brother, blah, 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 you know, such and such. Like, it was no, like, it. Like one thing I must say about Southern that I got to respect, whatever rift you think they may have, they did it quick. And I think that's how it's supposed to be. To piggyback from, from, from the last comment, you were saying why people – uh, was saying PV did so bad because most of them people were from PV, and that's the problem. Well, you think well, more PV people talking about PV than P- than other places? I know it. That's a conversation. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm be quiet because God damn, I'm gonna shut up. I ain't gonna say. I, and that we, we we talked about that one time. It be it be, it be the people that I don't know. I, like I said, all people ain't your people. Be on people. We got in our mind that the version of whatever program we were in is the best version of it. And that is crazy to me. Anything that is not growing is dead. It is lifeless. And that's nuts to me. You can feel how you want to feel. I'll say, and I have said some stuff to Julian, even when we was down there about the Legion, but I ain't going to never bash it publicly you out your monkey mind because i wouldn't even be the person that i am today without that i don't even understand that that doesn't make sense to me listen how our own people can bash the programs that made you and if you was at half half the time when i hear people do that they was trashed when they was in the band anyway but i die that's that's the thing portia has come on this show live and said hey the legion does this differently the legion does different and i will sit there like they do that Really, they do that? Wow! I will never say, "Hey, that's trash." I'm not. I, I don't. Now, if me and Portia have a conversation behind closed doors, like she just said, she came to Houston, we had a conversation that went a little deeper than what we what we talk about live. But I will never, ever do that in a public forum. I just will not do that. Now, I will say this: during this show, I went on the Facebook and I scrolled down my timeline, and I saw some things from 
some old alumni, not from Norfolk State, that has some things to say that I personally just was like, how do you say that in a public forum? But that goes back to Quan's point. I'm going to leave it at that. Feel how you feel, but you only even have a voice in this space because of that experience. So how you can publicly bash that institution is crazy to me. And when people from the Legion do it, I just be like, fuck wrong with you. I ain't never seen nobody from the Legion do it. No, no, no. Oh. Not, it's rare. You know, sometimes I'll see some stuff and I'll be like, bro, why you had to say that? Like, why? What's the point of that? It's but ridiculous. typically, but typically, and, and like I said, I've never seen nobody do it. And that's probably why, because if you see somebody do it and somebody says something, they'll usually take it down. Absolutely. I'm assuming that because I've never seen it. Right. So. And a lot of time it's subliminal and it may stand out to me and may not stand out to anybody else. But we have a different mentality about that. You we are, we had this conversation in Houston. You legion first. Your sections. They matter, but they don't really matter around here. You legion first. So that might be that might play into why it's different, you know, for us. But I don't I don't get that for Prairie View, any school. You ride for your school. You know, that's just what it is. Now, whatever you feel personally, you feel personally. But this that's you, crazy to me. Check your affiliation. That's what I say it all day. Hey, 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 I, dang, I didn't even pay attention to that. Like maybe. I'm going to definitely go back and look now. So, but since we're on the topic, I, I remember I didn't get on the deal talk about it. What was y'all honest opinion about that? Yeah, I'm about to say, uh, this is going to be the final thought because we got to get ready to get out of here, bro. We've been here. Porsche ain't ate nothing. She just came in and just chew gum and chew gum make you make it uh, more uh, hungry. <laughs> yeah, uh, so this is going to be the last one. What was your, what was, what'd you say? What, what was your honest thoughts of that uh, battle? Uh, which one? <laughs> the PV thinks that about. Oh, we already talked about that at the beginning. You got to right. look at that. Yeah. I, I, I go, I go check it out, y'all. Yeah, that was a conversation we had at the top. See, I ain't gonna see. I'm trying to cut it short because we gotta, we gotta get on out of here. You just go back and watch the beginning. With I'm, def- I'm, I'm definitely go back and watch. I'm gonna comment on it too. It's fine. I'm but pretty sure. Right, I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do this down weekend because uh, this, this weather ain't looking good at all down here. I won't go to Southern Heritage, but uh, I ain't like. Hey, in all fairness, before we came to Houston, my weather said it was supposed to be raining two, for two weeks straight. <laughs> now, did we get a little drizzle out there? Yeah, we did. But it didn't ruin that. So, you know, hey, pray to God and take a chance. There you go. <laughs> Be in that hotel room. <laughs> Luca, I'm on my money back. <laughs> what I ain't y'all, man. Go on, man. <laughs> all right, bro. All right, uh, this has been one heck of a show, and this is one of the longest shows that we've had in a while. Uh, so I am not going to run no commercials. I'm ready. I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. I know Quan got to leave the office. I don't even know. Are you got new keys to the office? Because you just uh, in there today. Yeah, I was in that, but I had to do some uh, some work while we were shopping to be gotcha. more indicative around here. Got you. I got you. I got you. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get ready to wrap it all up, man. Um, this has been a great conversation. So let's start from top and work our way down. Quan, any final thoughts? Anything you got for the culture, brother? Uh, I, like I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it again. I'm a I'm a real alumnus of Prairie View A&M University. Check your affiliation. Oh, that was it. Okay, that was it. Uh, Portia, any final thoughts? Anything you got for the culture? 
You got to do better. Um, I I don't I don't encourage anybody. There's always something that can be improved upon. So you pointing that out on the internet does nothing to change it. Be a part of the change you want to see. If it's that bad at your institution, try to change it. Try to contribute. Try to, you know, involve yourself in the change because you putting it on the internet does nothing. The other thing I'm going to say is with all of these situations we discussed, people only do what you allow. So if we start raising the issue, and that's why I'm glad that Roland Martin did what he did. He called it out. So it's more likely to get addressed. But I think this gives us all momentum. I know we've had some conversations um, since that came out and pointed out some of the things and maybe we need to address some things. Maybe we need to advocate for ourselves, you know, more, you know, that there is attention on it. So if we have to be our own advocates and sounding boards um, at these institutions and those who are part of these programs and alumni have a lot of power if we exercise it. So that's all I have. Exercise it. Absolutely. Exercise it the right way. Um, cause alumni can hurt you as well. Good Lord. And I've seen that happen too. Um, but no, what, what I will definitely say, first of all, we definitely had a great conversation today. I think it was ne well needed. Uh, I do appreciate Roland Martin for bringing that to the forefront. I do not believe in this whole, keep this thing behind closed doors, in house, our house, all that kind of stuff. If it's wrong, it's wrong. And, you know, having the conversations about it, which is why we have this show, uh, is definitely important because we got to put that information out there because some people just don't know. And then some people don't care. But then the people who don't care, oh, dang, what happened to Quan? Oh, Smith. But the people who don't care will then get uprising from the people who didn't know because now they want to actually create change. So we got to do better. We got to keep pushing uh, and, and moving forward and trying to make sure that we are making the change in our universities and all of that jazz. Something's going on right here next to me. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, but <laughs> we got to get ready to roll out of here, man. This has been a super duper long show, but it's been a great, fun, necessary, needed show. Uh, please make sure you guys go check out the Patreon. Also, you can go to the store and hit up realtalkthattalk.com and you can get 30% off of your purchase. Um, I knew I need to do some more shirts, man. We didn't, we didn't uh have so many daggone sands. I gotta go. I think you. Didn't you write down one or Maya wrote down one or somebody did? It was something we were doing outside. I don't I, or when we were eating. I don't remember. Yeah, it, it was so many of them. But man, this has been a great show. Uh I will oh, you gonna say something? No, I was saying it was multiple over that weekend. So I, I don't know. Yeah. We had said so, but put that on a shirt like three times when we yeah. were in Houston. Absolutely. We missed all of those good moments. Uh, and and also, uh, I was checking my wife to make sure she sent you the video. Bucky's one of these days, I'm going to post that, that video up just just so people can see how amazed you were at Bucky's. But other than that, man, this has been a great episode. You guys have been great, man. You guys keep hanging with us and we will see you all next week. Thank you for tuning in to Talk That Talk. Find us on social media outlets and YouTube at Real Talk That Talk. Talk That Talk is a brand of the Passion Is Network. You can contact Passion Is at passionis1919 at gmail.com. If you would like to contact the panel of Talk That Talk, email us at realtalkthattalk at gmail.com.